I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to another episode of Cinematic Universe. I'm your host, James Hunt, and joining me is... Reese Williamson. And Joe Cunningham. Hey! Yeah! Returned. Hey! You sound healthy. So healthy and well. Uh, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a fun, what, seven, six, seven weeks? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I had a baby. Whoa! We were in the hospital with the baby, and then we left the hospital with the baby, and then we had to go back to the hospital. Uh, everything was fine, and then we came home, and... Uh, we we started to adjust to life with two children, and then I went back to work, and then suddenly someone went, oh, "Do you want to come to Chicago for literally forty eight hours?" And I said, <laughs> "Yes, please." Um, <laughs> after after saying to my wife, "Like, yeah, I just really invited to Chicago. I couldn't do that, could I?" And then she said, no, you, "I get, I guess you could. Don't bring back COVID though." Um, and then uh, I got COVID, <laughs> um, and um, my my angry red line on the COVID test has turned into a faint little glimmer Ooh. in the background. So uh, Big Pando still with me, um, but I've, I'm, I'm mostly recovered. So here I am back on the pod, ready to talk about I don't know, uh, some news. So, so much stuff. In fact, you specifically requested that you be allowed back onto this to talk about all your favourite things. Yeah, like uh, so we're, we're just going to talk about She-Hulk, right? Is that the, <laughs> is that the idea? We're, we're saving that. We're saving that. Okay, because um, listeners, we, James is off this week, and so the She-Hulk episode. I say, listeners, no, no not normal, not you plebs. The the people paying us the <laughs> money and their little sweet cash, uh, Patreon subs. Um, the She-Hulk episode this week will be myself and Joe, and you'll, you'll get to hear, you know, what Joe thinks of She-Hulk, and what if his view is, you know, really positive and different to me and James's. I guess we will find out. I mean, Joe's been listening to one of those episodes, so oh, he'll be very well yeah. informed. Yeah, yeah. Every second. The yeah. big, the other, the second biggest change in his life to happen over the seven, last seven weeks is he's now a big fan of the James Reese episodes. <laughs> of That's the. I'll tell and you, it's pretty close um, to the first, for the t- first change. It's quite sort of li- neck and neck. What I've listened to while I've been gone is um, because Evangeline had recorded her own version of DC League of Super Pets. <laughs> we listened to Reese's version of DC League of Super Pets. Uh, I then messaged Reese about that. Was then uh, you know, some some talking behind my back on the podcast. Uh, you were snitched on, so I listened to that bit. And snitched then, on us. Uh, I messaged you to uh, set the record straight. <laughs> 
And then we raised, we brought that up again on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Who bloody snitched? Who oh, was out listened. there? Well, snitching? I haven't listened to that, so now you snitched, Reese. I'll have to listen. Someone's going to have to send me a time code, though. So I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to listen all the way through. What if like, Laura, <laughs> Joe's wife, is like secretly a massive, a massive fan of the pod? <laughs> uh, now I can tell, I can tell you categorically, the last episode of the podcast that my wife listened to was our Avengers: Age of Ultron episode. Interesting. Why? <laughs> Uh, she, because when we first started the podcast, she was supportive. Okay, sure. So what episode <laughs> she, was that? Was that like episode three? <laughs> yeah, she she reached a point. Uh, well, no, it was in the first year, I think, Age of Ultron. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she still doesn't know you're on this race. No, that's fine. And we keep it that way. This is our little, <laughs> secret, is our little secret place, Joe. Just me and you. And James. And James is here as well. Yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> More than most, I would say. More than most, um, yeah. Any- <laughs> anyway, anyway. Um, so we've got quite a lot of news because D23 2022 happened. Um, but I'm not going to start with that because... What's happened last couple of days? Almost, well, we almost recorded this episode yesterday. Hmm. Um, and just just about the point where we would have finished recording, they released some news. So obviously hmm. they didn't realise because normally they wait until after we've recorded to release the news. But we we outfox them this time. Yeah. And Ryan Reynolds posted a little video to his Twitter account indicating that Deadpool 3 was going to guest star Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. It, I mean, indicate, they, announcing it and then the date. <laughs> they've sort of been they, fun. They've with since the, with released the a follow-up. <laughs> yeah. They've released a follow-up that, that does confirm that that is going to happen. Mm. So how do we feel? I'm just d- devastated for Logan, which you know, <laughs> now I won't be able to watch the same way. Because um, the character had the perfect ending, and um, what can you do? After, what, what can you do after that? I, I mean, just uh, what, whatever happens here will ruin that perfect ending. Um, yeah, of Wolverine impaled on a stump. Wait, no, um, sorry, hold Lo- on. Logan, I, I Lo- Logan being the perfect sign-off for Hugh Jackman has has overtaken. Did you know that? Logan is secretly a Western, as, <laughs> as, as like the cliche line about that movie. I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, like it was a it was a good ending for the character, um, <laughs> but it's not it's not a perfect movie. And also, mm. like it's not really a movie that feels like it caps off Wolverine in the X Men movies. It's a movie that feels like a, an almost like self contained little button, a little what if story at the end of at the end of the X-Men universe going, this could be an ending for Wolverine. And, you know, yeah. like, tonally, I think we know that we're in for something completely different. So, um, I, I, I don't know. I think every, everyone who is uh, up in arms about the perfect sign-off being ruined <laughs> uh, should should probably relax. Yeah, I mean, similar, similar happened um, with Patrick Stewart. And he came back again. So, why not Hugh Jackman as well? Yeah, and and that Patrick Stewart appearance was awful, and um, I've already forgotten about it, and it doesn't impact any mm. of the of the X Men movies that I enjoyed. There were also a bunch of you know terrible movies that Patrick Stewart was in, and that <laughs> Hugh Jackman was in, and there were terrible movies with like different versions of those characters, and good versions with different versions of those characters. So yeah, you know, all that really matters is. Will a Deadpool movie of Wolverine in it be funny? And 
I, I think the answer is probably yes. Yeah, I mean, I I know Deadpool 2 isn't much loved by most people. In fact, most people seem to have just forgotten it happened. But the, the X-Men stuff in that, Cable, Juggernaut, uh, Colossus, I thought it was really funny and quite close to the comics. Closer, in fact, than than any of the other movies. So, But, but isn't, I'm isn't, quite the better, isn't the better hit on, on this news that, speaking of Deadpool 2, that they... That they already did, they sort of already did this in Deadpool two. This this is a dynamic, Deadpool versus that you know, sort of squaring off or, or or bouncing off of the kind of more more uh, serious, grizzled, violent character. That's you know, I I think and yes, fine. Wolverine in the movies is you know the Hugh Jack and Wolverine has sort of done lots more. So maybe you pick a you pick a bit of a different lane, but I think there's that piece to it, and also. Um, you know, also what ver- you know what version of Wolverine? I'm just, I, I'm sure that this is hot, the whole the whole point of this announcement is you're all a sunny and tree. But you know, I do wonder. Yeah, I sort of wonder what 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 version of this what's what's this Wolverine going to be? Because also, you know, they talked about you know you had that Taron Egerton sort of really be cast as Wolverine thing. You've had they have announced in the past that Deadpool. Um, is going to be in the MCU, right? That's what the next movie is going to be. I feel like they have announced mm-hmm. that. So, so therefore, mm-hmm. I'm sort that's, of that's yeah. In the, yeah, it's in in the Ryan Reynolds video, yeah. Right. So, like, what what is this? Who is this Wolverine? Is this well, that's, how that's... how connected are we to the to all the Fox section movies? Maybe it's gonna maybe they're gonna pull a like a this this sort of all happened like like Daredevil in the shows like like rather than it it was in a different universe. This kind of no, this happened, and these were the guys who did it. I don't know. So I don't know if you've spotted this in the previous installments, Reese, but Deadpool knows he's in a movie. <laughs> and, what? Uh, <laughs> he's sort of a cheeky monkey. <laughs> and I think, I think, yeah, uh, that's also why I, I, I wouldn't get too hung up on, you know, they did this in Deadpool 2, because as James says, yeah, no one remembers. And also, yeah, they, they, with any character, Deadpool allows them the freedom to do whatever they want. Now, this is going to be a movie directed by Sean Levy. So, you know, expect it to be competent, if if not very interesting. Um, <laughs> because that's what that dude does. And, <laughs> and Sorry, have you seen The Adam Project, Joe? Come on. No, no I, I, I <laughs> don't. Movie, I've, I've, seen, it, I I've seen it. I've seen it. And? It is competent, but not very interesting. Did he direct yeah, Real and, Steel as well? And, and, is he the Real Steel guy? Yes, he's Real Steel. Yeah, yeah he's oh. the Night of the, Night of the Museum was the thing that kind of... Ah. Made him and now and, I, and, di- and he did Free Guy, didn't he? I think he did but do Free Guy. Yeah, Free Guy is what's and he's one of the Stranger Things uh, EPs. Uh, so mm. yeah, I mean, like, I, I think he's one of those like quintessential good in the room Hollywood guys. And I think Ryan Reynolds trusts him as a safe pair of hands to steward the the Ryan Reynolds thing. And I, I, I would expect this to be a movie that you know is not introducing Wolverine in the MCU proper or anything like that, but is probably just a movie that ends up with Deadpool being in the MCU in some way. And maybe it is like, you know, uh, Wolverine and Deadpool kill the Fox X-Men universe, right? It could be so, or, or like I've seen people throwing around, like, could they do like a musical or could they do all kinds of silly stuff of it? And, <laughs> and, 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 and hopefully, right, that would be really fun. Uh, yeah. Because... Uh, to be honest, like uh, that was kind of some of the stuff that I found least interesting about the second Deadpool movie was them kind of stealthily trying to do actual X Men stuff in it at the same time. 
I, I, I kind of, I don't, I don't, I don't need that kind of like silly take on the cable story or like a, a realistic depiction of Juggernaut. What, what I just want is a, a goofy comedy yeah. in, in, in the superhero world. And I just, I don't hopefully know. That, that's closest yeah. to what this is. That's, that's surely not the direction though, that the Deadpool movies are moving in. Like, and this almost like this casting and this announcement, it, it kind of is more of a statement of like, oh no, we, this is this is just so it's sort of so obvious you know based all of the sort of dynamics between those two actors and it's it's so obvious but it's also like the kind of it's almost like the captain america 2 and it's civil war you know it's like and, and everyone going oh and, you know and iron man's in it and that's the conflict and oh that movie's gonna make a lot of money this feels just so very super commercial and so and i think because of that it's definitely not gonna it's surely gonna be less of a um, you know, taking fewer chances than the, that that first Deadpool movie did, and that 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 movie worked because it because it was kind of raunchy, it was funny, it was slapstick, it was a bit gross, and this two was a bit less of that, and then this one also because it'll be well, I don't know if they've talked about will it be R R rated or I'm not sure about that. I, I, I think they have confirmed it's going to be R rated. Sure. But I you know with Hugh Jackman in it as well, I I don't know. I think I think it'll be a bigger, more expensive movie with more action, and the jokes will be there'll still be loads of jokes, but you know, I bet you it's 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 going to be a uh, what's the word? It's sort of fine. It's going to be, be less fine. interesting. Yeah, I was going to sure. say. I think it's going to be a fine a fine time. Yeah, and... I don't think it can be less interesting than Deadpool Two. I no, really, <laughs> think, really think that's one of the bigger misfires of like and a movie that like has its moments, but basically the 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 one sequence I remember from that movie is where like all of the X Factor dudes die. Yeah, yeah, and, and apart from, apart yeah. from that, the rest of it is kind of a blur. And just mm. being like, and, and finding it kind of annoying that they fridged one of the best things about the first movie in that in it as well. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, I I've said this on Twitter. Um, if, if anyone follows me at Joe Cunningham fourteen, um, the uh, Ryan Reynolds has just the the dude has become a brand and like ryan reynolds used to be one of my favorite actors i i loved when he i loved it when he was doing the shtick that he now does all the time you know i i watched two guys a girl and a girl in a pizza place and loved that i loved him in van wilder and that whole goofy shtick that he'd like perfected in the early 2000s but then what i really liked about him was that he would go off and make the you know give these like performances with more depth in interesting projects at the same time so he would go off and make a movie like the nines or the voices and uh, and and give actual performances and sometimes those movies would be bad as well but you know at least he was taking swings and pretty much since deadpool hit he stopped doing that and you know every every movie is just a slight tweak on the ryan reynolds brand and you know every every movie performance might as well be the dude who posts videos on his twitter account and so yeah i think a, a deadpool 3 probably won't take huge chances and will be uh will be safe but will also probably be that base level of likability that you get from Ryan Reynolds that base level of charm that base level of he's really good at the at the one thing he now still does and if you throw Hugh Jackman into that who 
is, you know, not not only good as Wolverine, but also a talented comedic actor who, you know, can do the big musical showman stuff as well. If they have a, if they have like, if if they have a, the tiniest bit of fun with it, then it has the potential to be like a, a, an enjoyable time at the movies and. Um, and also, and also, I think it's worth remembering that the Deadpool movies don't feel like all of the other MCU stuff. So if they manage to, if they manage to keep it feeling like a little, like even a little bit of like MCU counterculture, then that will be good. <laughs> <laughs> we're, I mean, we're badly in need of that. So I think, I think that is a good take. We can only cross our fingers and hope that's what happens. Well, so it's interesting as well that that. You know, in in that there's in an old in an alternate reality, there, you know there is a there is a a film a behind the camera shepherd of these movies as well, but you know in the absence of in the absence of that, I think almost by design, it's it's almost more of a Reynolds sort of brand uh, um, kind of brand dump every Deadpool movie. I kind of mean that in a, in a, I kind of mean that in an okay way, you know, like the the. I can't remember who the, I can't remember the director of the first movie or the writer. Was it Rhett Reese? The, you know, Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick were the writers, and right. Tim Miller directed the first one. So now, with you know, you've got none of those people. I don't believe that you've got any of those people involved in three. And yes, well, no, Sean and, Levy is, and, and, and Miller Miller left the second one right. because of like behind the scenes right. wrangling with Ryan Reynolds, I think. And I, I think what Reynolds did was ba- basically make himself the the chief creative force behind mm. Deadpool and, you know, has brought in his mate who has delivered, you know, solid work for him on other stuff. Uh, who's probably going to let him do his thing. Well, if you compare that to like the, you know, let's compare the, the rock and Ryan Reynolds's Instagrams. <laughs> well, they're, uh, they're, these are those. And, and, and those are the two guys who have the most similar vibe, I would say right now. <laughs> yeah, but, but the rock, prob- but the, you know, the rock, a doesn't run. Well, we haven't seen the DC, the power dynamics of DC universe change. So maybe Jack Black Adam comes along and does that, but he doesn't have a similar, <laughs> you know, w- one character. Um, and, and I think those movies can feel different to each other. Even if, even if he makes 500 by, you know, home, John, John, Colette, Sarah. Yeah. I don't know. You've you've seen that meme, right. Of the rock stood in a, like a dirty white t-shirt in the jungle. And it's like, these are four different movies. (laughs) 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 It's like Jumanji and jungle cruise and, uh, Welcome to the jungle <laughs> and journey <laughs> to the mysterious island, and it's just <laughs> they're point. all the rock doing the set and rampage. They're all the rock yeah, yeah, yeah. In, a, in a jungle. <laughs> uh, but if you, but, but Reynolds as Deadpool, it, it's it's he, he just clearly has. I just think there's. I can't think of an equivalent of an actor with a single role where he, is, as you say, he he is the creative. He is the creative person. So, so almost the the way his Instagram his Instagram videos, which I'm sure probably have actually a few extra, you know, a few people on the staff of those. He's not just talking into his other camera, but like it, his, it will, it will his be production company. Yeah, those will be as <laughs> Ryan Reynolds as the Devil movies. That it's just complete overlap of of star, you know, of actor star and and IP. And that's you know, and then that can just I think that that means. That could be fun. That could sort of it obviously allows him, you know, huge freedoms and but also he's obviously he's obviously like a fucking hard nosed business guy, right? With all of his companies, the the Wrexham thing, you know, it's he's he's obviously a business guy, so he's got completely that head on his shoulder. So he would never do anything to sort of jeopardize that. But yeah, he seems to just he seems to is he gonna continue to just walk 
just sort of go down that that tightrope line between the two. Um, I guess that could be fun to watch on a on a sort of meta level. I don't think we have much to worry about. I think I think you're right in that he knows what he's doing and he's not gonna he's not gonna ruin his own chances. Do we know where this release date puts it in? You know, like which phase and what what it's around. Uh, don't know if anyone's done that work. CBR.com probably has. <laughs> I was going to say, I <laughs> said anyone haven't been paying attention. On this pod has. So what are they, they announced it for what? Is it June 2024? Is that it? Yeah, it's 2024, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so that would put it between Captain America, New World Order and Thunderbolts. <clears throat> okay, anything to take from that? No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Great insight, Reese. Great. Okay. Um... I think I asked <laughs> Asked a question I had no interest in actually answering, and they were not an answer. I had no take on that new content. Okay, cool. in that case, I'm going to move <laughs> us on to the next piece of news. I don't think we've talked about this. If we have, let's feel free to do it quickly. Have we discussed the cancellation of Batgirl? We don't have to spend a lot of time on it, but I feel like we should acknowledge it. God, did we? We definitely have, haven't we? I don't think so. It happened last month, didn't it? And we haven't recorded together since July, so. I mean,. It's pretty old news. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to check in. Bit of, bit of news out of DC. <laughs> what is it to say about this? It's it's uh, aside from the fact that it is you know a real shame that a movie that's been made we aren't going to be able to see. It is interesting that clearly the strategy over at HBO Max, Warner Brothers is changing um and uh, yeah it makes you worry for some other movies that we were you know that that we were expecting to see but i you you know something like blue beetle for example um Mm -hmm. and and i think probably the takeaway from all of it is they're not they're not going to be pursuing these smaller budget movies on hbo max anymore and they're probably going to pivot back towards the bigger stuff. And maybe the performance of the Batman earlier in the year had something to do with it. Obviously, the internal politics of someone new taking over and wanting to scrub away a lot of the work of the previous regime had something to do with it as well. Mm-hmm. Also, tax write-offs. Uh, but I think, you know, particularly just you know, look at, looking to the future... We I think we talked just before that news came out on the podcast about how it didn't feel like a bad thing that that we were getting all of this, you know, the, all of these weird kind of like disconnected dribs and drabs from DC because on a movie by movie basis, you could get some good stuff out of it. But it did feel really strange that they didn't seem to have a coherent plan for what they were doing. Um, and, and maybe, maybe that will come now. Um, who knows? Maybe they'll unite the seven. <laughs> it does. It does feel to me like part of the reason they haven't, called the flash is because it does feed into that wider strategy somehow because if if they're gonna take a tax write-off on not completing batgirl it sort of feels like given the circumstances you could do that with the flash as well i i I don't know i don't know the contractual stuff obviously but i i (laughs) i I would imagine it, it it had more to do with it being a straight to HBO thing and that and, sure, and, yeah. and and that literally it didn't have a revenue stream 
attached to it. And like, <laughs> so, you know, if you release a movie in theatres and then sell the, you know, the rights to, I don't know, cable networks and mm-hmm. uh, or, or like do sell it to Netflix or whatever and sell DVDs. If this was only ever going to turn up on HBO Max, then it's probably a lot, it, it's probably a lot simpler from an accounting point of view. And I think the the Flash stuff still comes back to if you... That, that Oscar win. If you walk up to the average person on the street and go, oh, have you heard about what Ezra Miller's done? They go, who? Yeah. And you go, oh, you, you know, the guy from the Harry Potter movies. Maybe, kind of. Do you want it? Do, do you care? No. <laughs> that I just I I think that is why a flash movie is still coming out, and yeah, it fucking sucks that you know a, a a a Batgirl movie that was coming from a diverse set of creators and in front of camera talent has been jettisoned, and that movie starring someone who has you know very publicly done some very unpleasant things um, is. Still coming, still coming out in cinemas, but I think that's the reason why. Because broadly, the general public don't know, and if they did know, I don't think they'd care. The other thing I want to add, and me and James, we talked about this on the last Patreon a bit, but I think I said, you know, we should talk about it in the news. But I don't know if Joe, you read? Did you read this Hollywood Reporter piece from uh, about twelve days ago now? Uh, Probably not. Yeah, assuming that I've read any, anything <laughs> in the past two months is a stretch. <laughs> anyway, this it, it's by Kim Masters, who um, you know is a, a really, really ve- a veteran entertainment reporter, and it's, it's called Warner Brothers Discovery has bigger problems than its DC search, and and it's sort of it's about you know the the pretense is about the you know the hunt for Walter uh, sorry uh, Zaz, Zaz, uh, David Zaslav, who's the head of Warner Discovery, the new head, search for his Feige. And, you know, Walter Hamada, who used to run DC Films, is sort of, I think he's still in post, but, you know, he's on his way out. And it's, there was another guy, I can't remember his name, but he was sort of in the mix and then pulled himself out. But anyway, then the, the, what the piece really gets to and what I think now is my belief of what's going to happen and, and colours all of this stuff is that actually this is all just, you know, this the selling of, of Warner Brothers, AT&T selling Warners to Discovery and then a merged media company. Zaslav, it's just going to sell is going to sell the whole company further on to NBC Universal when when they can, which is in 2024, and that's apparently that's now that is now actually industry sort of not just scuttlebutt but just assumed knowledge, and then I think that's, well, that that explains hang, a lot hang, of because mm-hmm. I just want to just want to chip in here because just before we recorded, I saw a news story where Zaslav had said that Warner is absolutely not for sale. Mm addressing these particular rumors whether you believe him or not <laughs> debatable but fine it, it uh, should be should be pointed out that he has explicitly denied that this is going to happen i think zaslav is stripping D, the DC, dc stuff and all the hbo pieces stripping what he can for tax write-offs now and then cutting you know basically just trying to you know to take no kind of creative risks and just just trying to leave the projects that a i guess you know got so much invested in but you know the ones that are the most sure thingy to claw back some of the huge debt that the company as a whole is in uh, and to basically just create as sellable a product as he can in, I think the date here is like Feb of 2024. So still, you know, 18 months away, but that, and that that should color how all of the decisions we see for the DC slate for, you know, the, 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 for instance, the axing of the, uh, of the bad robot 
HBO Max shows, so what Justice League Dark and the Constantine show, the Constantine Constantine show, and Madame X, and instead actually they're going to do a new Keanu Constantine movie, and and you know maybe James, that's in your news thing. So I was about to now. say, stop stepping on the bit. No, sure, but like regardless of what we feel about, you know, excited about that film, that 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 probably that is a much that probably is a more commercial prospect to release that in theaters than a new kind of Justice League Dark TV universe that probably would take a longer period of time to to bear fruit so it's game of thrones prequels and it's the big dc stuff in theaters and then and then they make the airs of of sort of a real vision for the dc universe but actually they probably will try and release the the, the most obvious money-making shit over the next 18 months and then they sell it and then you know this universal basically starts all over again that's my that's mm-hmm. my take i mean and if that is the case i guess from a, a for, with a with our very niche or narrow, sorry, superhero movie lens on, then not much changes, right? Because it goes to a studio that doesn't have their own superhero mm-hmm. stuff, really. And I don't know, maybe we'll get Fast and the Furious crossing over with... Uh, <laughs> fi- finally, there's a, way, there's a way to get Vin Diesel and The Rock. Hobbs and Shaw X. By the end of DC Super Pets, all over again. You know, he's just playing all the parts. But yeah, from a from a from a broader perspective, fuck that would be depressing. I'd like to put. I'll, I'll put a pin in. Actually, I'll, here's, here's, I'll put a pin in this that the NBC Universal do do buy all of that, and it merges, and then at that point they just restart the the DC movie. So we get you know new Batman, new Superman. They'll just restart at that point. That they'll and they'll they'll you know clean slate it because at that point probably you know you've had an act. You would have had some of the some of the more of the some of the bigger hits of the DC stuff will have sort of might have matured a bit, you know. So you've had that second Aquaman film, you've had you've done the, the Joker sequel. I mean, who knows if we we if we get a third Joker movie? But it's kind of mad that we get the second one. But you know, so that's kind of you've sort of done that as well. Um, you would have had two Shazams. You would have had we'll see how Black Adam does. But you you know, I don't know. I, I don't know that there there's not an obvious. You know, it's not like we're mid Christopher Nolan Dark Knight trilogy. Like I wonder if in eighteen months that's kind of a good moment to say, okay, no, we're, we're actually done with all of this and we're just going to restart. I mean, it's possible. I, I think you're, you're out on a limb, Reese, but I like the... <laughs> I'm out, I'm out. <laughs> I like the ambition. Um, I'm going to move us on to the next news item. Uh, did you know that they have announced Constantine 2? Oh, what? <laughs> have you heard? Yeah. Have you heard the news? Keanu, Keanu Reeves is coming back to make Constantine 2. Sorry, Constantine. Have oh guys... yeah, he was a teen, wasn't he? He was. <laughs> have you guys is have you seen the the first one? You probably did an episode on it. Yeah, yeah, I'm... yeah. Is I saw it, the first it, one in it? cinemas. Is it good? It's fine. It's, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. so my memory, <laughs> my my memory, James, from when we watched it the last time. So that it, it was a movie that I like for some reason had on DVD as a teenager, and I can only assume that you know it was cheap. Um, <laughs> are, there, are there any are there any boobs in it, Joe? <laughs> uh, I don't. Oh, actually, I can't say of any confidence. Uh, Rachel Weisz is in it. I did have a crush on Rachel Weisz. So, um, uh, yeah, it, um, my memory of it is that it is kind of better than its reputation at the time, but not as good as its kind of like salvaged reputation has made out. And. Mm. Uh, but having said that, I think you know. Obviously, modern day Keanu, the the kind of movies that he's making now, 
with like you know his his John Wick action type of movies feel like they would sit really comfortably alongside a Constantine movie. Absolutely, 100%. And, yeah, and and Keanu is the level of box office, I think, for the level of budget that a Constantine movie would demand. Uh, Mm -hmm. That character Mm -hmm. has a little bit of cultural capital, a little bit more than it had... You know, it's it. The, the character yeah, has popped, up, popped the... up in new, in enough places between the the Flareverse and and yeah, and, and now Sandman that there is a, you know there's a, a little bit more weight behind that that IP in the mainstream culture. I I, I think it yeah it makes a lot of sense, and I, I I I you know not convinced it will ever make it to theaters, but <laughs> it. it yeah, it makes sense that a Keanu movie, a Keanu Constantine movie, has been greenlit. Um, and, yeah. uh, and you know, good for him. Um, I don't think Shia's coming back, um, <laughs> or Rachel Vice. I think this just this might just be a Keanu joint. Yeah, <laughs> we'll fill in the demons around him. I'll, I look forward to see if he's still chewing that gum or not. Tilda, Tilda, probably, Tilda probably not. Probably not. Mm, okay, I, I think she'd be up for it. I think she'd be up for it. Peter yeah. Stormari, right? He's in there. He's, he's is he Satan? Lucifer? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. This this is this is as obvious to me in a in a good way, but you know whatever. This is almost as obvious as the Jackman in Deadpool, Deadpool three. It's sort of it is yeah. To all your points, so <laughs> I, I think you have a strange definition of obvious. Dreams. No, like when you hear it, you know, if you'd have asked me two days ago what will Deadpool three be, I wouldn't have said. I wouldn't have said it will be. Oh, Hugh Jackman will return as. Wolverine and he'll and it'll be a two-hander. I wouldn't have said that. But when you hear the news, you go like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, of course." Yeah, and similarly, sense, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have said, "Oh, you know what? What's Keanu Reeves's next project? What next announced project? Oh, definitely a, a Constantine sequel." But when you hear it, you go like, "Oh, of course," because it, it's just a, it's sort of perfect for where he is in his career and his, you know, and, and sort of and where he is in his like action career and the John Wick stuff and. Yeah, it just makes so much sense. Yeah, we sense. we were um we we were uh chatting on uh, on on a a popular messaging client um earlier today <laughs> and uh, <laughs> not that popular. <laughs> no, a less popular one than the than the popular one. Um a a, a medium popularity messaging client. <laughs> um <laughs> not not part of the metaverse. And um and, and and we were saying like you know what what are the things that like Hugh Jackman coming back what are the things that it feels like you know could could still be announced and like generate that kind of yeah, like yeah, buzz or excitement from from fans and we were you know say like it 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 is becoming a, a smaller well to go to because most of the things that you, if you know a few years ago we'd have gone like well that will never happen well now like as you're saying Reese, we kind of just expect them to happen because a lot of them have um but what one of the ones that i think is. Is, that is yeah. very similar to this that i kind of feel is inevitable is that Ooh. is that nicholas cage will do ghost rider again and that you know <laughs> and, and he will whether it whether it's a cameo in an Avengers movie or something, or, or whether he turns up in a Disney Plus show as like a, you know, like Ghost Rider passing on the torch. Yeah, yeah, but it just it just feels like especially especially post Pig and um, and post tax problems and um, <laughs> and Nicolas Cage stepping back. Was that any good? When did that come out? <laughs> <laughs> I just tax problems. That feels like this, you know, like oh, 
it, there is an older actor who we all like, who likes making this kind of thing, and he's done it before, and he'll do it again. And yeah, so that that would be the next one, I think. That that feels I think like there's not. It is inevitable, but it will, you know, it'll happen in something that we're not expecting. <laughs> there, it's true that there's not a lot of low hanging fruit left, and that's one of the that's one of the juicier apples still still on the tree. And that um, I can think of one that is low hanging, but won't happen at least for not for a while. But I'm not sure. I can, I'm not sure. I can think of a lot. So I think Christian. Well, there's sort of two: Christian Bell as returns as Batman, or like Nolan comes back to Batman. I think those seem like they would get people really excited, but seem pretty do seem pretty far off. Nolan maybe even more than Bale, but um, I don't know. I mean, you know, even some even something like Downey Jr. Well, that's, and Chris that, Evans back it as those characters. I, I just sort of, I think that will happen. I do. Yeah, I think that yeah, will that's, happen. that that will be the next. That'll be the next phase of it. Like once we've exhausted mm. all of this, you know, like <laughs> the old, the old guys, crazy yeah. multiverse stuff. Then the the thing that will be be exciting will be, you know, first movie of Marvel Phase Seven. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. appears out of the shadows. You know? <laughs> pre pre well, MCU yeah. or, or not MCU. Um, Two pair of stuff, right? So we, that's those are the MCU characters I think covered that c- would c- would probably come back and would be big. The Spider Man's like, well, we've done that. The X Men, you know, we've done that. The Supermans, I mean, you know, there's no no one's going to give a shit. If Brandon Brandon Ralph came back <coughs> as Superman in a fucking TV show on yeah. the CW. Don't give a shit about that. So yeah, I sort of think it's it, Ke- Keaton's about it to only come back. back and- yeah, Keaton's about to come well. back and no one's really talking about it. No one cares, you know. So I think it's Bale. I think Bale is Batman slash Nolan. Like that's that is that's it. I can't think of anything else. Where's Wesley Snipes Blade cameo is what we were thinking. And yeah. also uh people, I write, people, I people wouldn't care about that. People <laughs> yeah, and, and, and and spoiler, it's already happened in what we do in the shadows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah. yeah, so then it's about you know, and the the Deadpool um you know the Deadpool announcement. How do what's left to get people truly on an emotional level excited about these movies? You know that that, that, that isn't just that isn't just are, a, isn't just original content. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, yeah. I, that's got to be that has got to be a that's got to kind of keep some of those. Uh, you know the Amy Pascal's and probably the Kevin Feige's and the Walter Hamada's or whatever. That's got to kind of that's got to keep them up at night a bit. Like. We're gonna, we, we, you know, we're now maybe into this sort of. I don't know what gener- what generation you want to call this of getting people excited, right? If you if if Avengers, well, anyway, we can go through it. But uh, maybe we're maybe we are at the tail end of this phase where you not not phase in the five year but phase in the more generic sense of proper sort of cross casting and trying to get people excited that way. And, and there's not there's not much left of that. So what what do you do after that? You know, I don't know. Retire still... to a big island to set on a pile of money. <laughs> <think, as an laughs> it is still working for now, though. I think that's the key. It's still working for now. The, the Wolverine news is, is is proof in the pudding, and it's and, making know, the people fa- talk about Deadpool three. That's for sure. Yeah, and and the fact that you know uh, there is you know there's a studio out there who's gone. Yes, we will finance a Keanu Reeves Constantine movie. You know that it, we're not out of that phase yet. We might get there, but we're not out of it yet. Okay, on that thought. I'm gonna I'm gonna move us on to the D23 news. Um, I'm gonna start, I think, with the biggest piece of news. Uh, we'll talk through them in, roughly in order of of uh, how important they are. Uh, I'm gonna start with the logo reveal for Armor Wars, 
<laughs> can we just actually just to my point james can, can we what do you got what's your guys's view on you know pre san diego i think we talked about you know what kind of news would hit the two the conferences and <laughs> the size of the announcements and for me the well not for me so it's just it's just clear like the the sort of let the scale of of announcement at sdcc were much much bigger than at d23 did that does has that surprised you is that do you think that's was the right decision for them to make? Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I think D23 is always primarily about getting Disney's investors hyped. So it, ma- it makes sense to advertise the big stuff at San Diego where it's for the fans and for, um, it's for the, fans. The, the stuff that's imminent. You know, that's that's where the big headlines are going to come from, I think. Although maybe maybe in future that will change. Undeniably, yeah. these announcements were slightly less exciting than the SDCC stuff. I don't care where they announce things. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think I don't think most people know where they're announcing things. No, quite. Like, obviously, it's notable that the fandom has gone away. DC fandom, right? Ah, has it? I think so. Yeah, I think they killed it for this year. I could be wrong, but uh, somewhere there's, there's, there's like, teams of monkeys wandering around it. <laughs> That's on. <laughs> Do you guys think the Deadpool news was supposed to hit a D23? No. Well, they, he, he mentions it in the he video, doesn't he? Doesn't yeah. He? yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what news I did think, and that's news. the Fantastic Four news, but we'll get to that. That's the one. Is that the one that happened like two, three days after D23? Again, you're asking, you're asking me to pass anything Who knows? From, the last, Who knows? from the last month or so. Uh, look, let's, 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 let's pause and, uh, oh. Reese, let, let James have his flowers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the Armor Wars logo. They're still um, making. They're still making Armor Wars. <laughs> they are still making Armor Wars. They said it wasn't going to happen. I remained faithful to the idea, and I've been rewarded. Did you see the logo? It's got a little arc reactor on it, which no. I think says a lot about what the show's going to be about. Also, uh, it... <laughs> I don't know what this says about me. I I genuinely can't remember. Whether I really didn't think that the Armor Wars wasn't happening, or <laughs> or whether it was a bit to to, <laughs> to, to poke you with, and I can't. <laughs> I think maybe I thought it wasn't happening when the when the logo disappeared. Um, but yeah, uh, so that's that's very nice for you, James. I, and- I am very happy. I'm looking forward to Chiro getting Zemis. Because <laughs> Im- imagine if they gave him a nom. For just that, like eight seconds in for, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, they're going to be blown away by an entire series of him. Did he get? Did he get anything for the for the logo? With it having an arc reactor on there? No, I gave him an Emmy. <laughs> <laughs> I gave him a Golden Globe. Weird. Okay, so, golden what, so what? What? What else happened at D twenty three? The the <laughs> announcement was made finally of the Thunderbolts movie with a full lineup. Ah, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna read out the lineup. Julie Lou Dofus as Valentina Allegra de Fontaine, David Harbour <laughs> as Red Guardian, Hannah John Kamen as Ghost, Olga Kurielenko as Taskmaster, White Russell as the USA Gent, Florence Pugh as Yelena Belova, and Sebastian Stan as the Winter Soldier. So are, are they were... just making a Black Widow sequel here? Guys? <laughs> yeah. They are. They are. Mate, this is one of the things <laughs> that annoys so me weird. most about this. We were so it's basically it's, done, it's just Black Widow. Yeah, it's a stealth Black Widow sequel, is what yeah. you've got here. And she was pretty stealthy already. So right? that's stealth times two. I've got to be honest, I am not happy about this lineup. Not even slightly. 
<laughs> um, our theories were all well off then in terms of what the yeah. Thunderbolts would be, that they'd be like, you know, we, we, what we were talking about on the Thor Love and Thunder episode, that there would be like stand-ins for each of the... Yeah, each you know, of the can, Avengers, counterparts, yeah. Hercules would be the Thor, and Abomination would be the Hulk. Um, Hawk, you know, Kate Bishop would be the Hawkeye, uh, and and basically the only so we we got the ones that we knew about, right? Which were mm-hmm. Wyatt Russell's U.S. agent and Florence Pugh's y- uh, Yelena slash New Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're right; like most of the cast after that are well, you've got what uh, Ghost from. Ant-Man and, and the Wasp, who yeah. seems to have been rumoured for this for a long time, and I, I'm assuming this is one of those cases where it's like the studio is more excited about being in business with the actor than they are about the character. <laughs> well, Ghost Ghost was a major character in a run of Thunderbolts. It was a different version of Ghost, like it was mm. the male version, but I can see why they've tied her to the brand, and again, the actress being who she is, I can see why they went, oh yeah, we'll roll the dice on that. And then, yeah, you've got obviously we 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 knew about Yelena, but also David Harbour's Red Guardian, uh, Olga Kurilenko's Taskmaster. Apparently, although uh, like her name is now on the Marvel website, so I think we have to assume that she's in the movie. She was barely in Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Um, there isn't like a, a, an existing character for us to expect to see, and it, you know, it wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me if someone else is under that costume at some point in the movie. Um, yeah, because I like when when they announced it, they were like, "Oh, all the cast are on stage, uh, apart from Florence apart Pugh, from who, was, who was away filming." And Florence Pugh like skyped or something, but she wasn't there. And then like uh, she wasn't initially announced on the website. And I, I don't know whether it's one of those that like I'm sure she'll be in the movie in some capacity because she was under the costume the first time. So, but uh, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me, especially knowing that, you know, in Thunderbolts, the identity of one of the characters has been a twist, a major twist in the past. Mm -hmm. Um, That Taskmaster is in fact someone else. Um, So we can wait and see on that. I I, I don't know if I'm massively disappointed because like, yeah, it's not the version of the film that we thought they were making, and it's not a version that you know has a has a direct parallel with the comics. But in that lineup, there are—I I mean, apart from Bucky, who, <laughs> my God, <laughs> that, that pretty boy keeps getting paid. Uh, but like, apart from Bucky, like every, everyone else, I'm like, ah, yeah. For, I mean, like, and especially, it's one of those where you look at most. Marvel projects, and you go, okay, so they're making a team movie with Hannah John Kamen, Wyatt Russell, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Florence Pugh, and David Harbour. Like, yeah, fucking yeah, sign me up. That sounds fun. That sounds that sounds really fun. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, I think it's, it's kind of blown out of the water our expectations for the movie. Um, I don't expect it to play as a Black Widow sequel. I expect it to play as its own thing. Um, the, I mean, the thing that worries me is that four of these characters are basically Captain America stand-ins. Like, if it feels like a very small group of people whose superpower is they can fight and are strong, and that that, that that's kind of it's kind of the MCU though. No, I know, but it, for a long it's... time, for a long time, that's kind of been the MCU. 
Yeah, but I feel like there there was a bit more diversity in the gimmicks. Um, I I don't know it this is... this lineup of characters doesn't excite me. I get that the actors are all good. I'm particularly excited about seeing Wyatt Russell back as US agent in a in you know something with a proper budget and actual writing, and just hopefully like a consistent character throughout the movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Like just make you know just just make him. A slightly cock, uh, you know, a cockier, less moralistic version of Captain America, and then yeah, there yeah. you go. Have him bantering with Bucky, yeah. Have, uh, like uh, have them kind of bantering about who's going to be the, you know, the sidekick, and and I mean, mostly, I think what was clear from the promotional art for this as well, like at less than being a Black Widow sequel, this looks like a team movie where Florence Florence Pugh is the lead. Which makes sense. I think that I think that character has been very effectively introduced and is played by one of the most talented young actresses that we've got right now. And then also that Julia Louis Dreyfus is a key part of this. Who I mean, I just mean we've we, we are kind of like our our TV is just like flicks onto sitcoms at the moment when we've got like half an hour when we're waiting for the baby to finish feeding or whatever and at the moment it's either cheers or arrested development (laughs) and we just uh, a couple of nights ago had the arrested development two-part episode with julie dreyfus and my god she is one of the most talented comedic performers that we've that, that you know we've had in the in the past 30 40 years and that alone, I think, is 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 reason to give this movie the benefit of the doubt, because you know if they if if we didn't know that she was in the MCU already and that had been announced at D twenty three, you'd have gone, what fuck? <laughs> JLD leading a leading a Marvel superhero team. Fucking hell, that's cool. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we knew about it already, so it didn't seem as exciting. That's true. That's true. I'm just my concern is that we're going to see a lot of gunfights and car chases in this movie and those things bore me shitless so uh, curiously it's going to be directed by um jake schreier who i think we we mentioned this in a previous podcast but his credits are uh, robot and frank and paper towns uh so robot and robot and frank being a, a very low-key frank langella makes friends with a ro- robot comedy uh, which is a, a, a nice, sweet movie, uh, but again, you, you struggle seeing what, what was the what was the thing that got him on, on the <laughs> on the Thunderbolts uh, thing, and then and then yeah, his other movie, Paper Towns, which was the um, the the kind of lesser adaptation from the, of the Fault in Our Stars writer um, with Cara Delevingne. Um, it's a very irritating movie. Um, <laughs> And then, I mean, the, but then surely... apparently he's directed a fuck ton of music videos, uh, like for Kendrick Lamar and Kanye West and Chance the Rapper and people like that. So maybe that's where his interesting work has been done. And uh, I, sh- I shouldn't be looking at his movies to figure out why he's just been given one of the big MCU films. I think probably they've just done the thing of going like, just give us some character work and we'll we'll handle the action sequences. And that's why it's. That's why it's shaken out this way. Hmm. 
Okay, I just I just want to make sure we leave this in the podcast. Um, you know, occasionally there are these moments on the podcast where you're like, oh, fucking hell, I've been talking about Jake Schreier's filmography for a long time here. I, de- <laughs> I desperately wish that Reese would jump in and cut me off from this. Uh, <laughs> and that, listeners, is, <laughs> is when his audio is cut out. Like someone put the listeners out of this Jake Schreier misery. <laughs> <laughs> I did actually have that exo so listeners for the last I don't know five ten minutes they they couldn't hear me and I was but it was the sort of couldn't hear where I was making comments but and then getting cut off quickly and I was like oh I guess maybe the comment wasn't interesting enough okay no I'll I'll stay in my place <laughs> uh, uh, whereas actually it, the opposite was happening Joe was like please Reese I'm begging you I'm fucking begging you interrupt me interrupt me I'm fucking begging you interrupt me uh, so here we go <laughs> we're back I had so many good points about the thunderbolts and also uh, Reese, you know, Reese, all sorts. Reese, Reese, Reese can you either turn down your input a bit or back off because the audio is clipping very badly <laughs> okay, <to the> <laughs> okay I'll just I'll just sit further back yeah, okay okay how's that that's great <laughs> oh dear we're gonna leave that in too it's fine Joe, we, I promise you, we, we have we have not had issues for like the six weeks you haven't been here. We've had like it's been I've like been on It's true. Yeah. It's, it really worked a treat. So I'm not saying I'm not blaming you. That's not what I'm, <laughs> what I'm saying is correlation is not is not causation. Yes, you know the first podcast back after six weeks for you. We've had all these technical issues as a group. So, and when you say technical issues, one about. of those was you turning up twenty minutes late. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, the e-scooter. You know, I didn't wasn't charged, so it was a technical issue getting back to where I lived. Uh, it was a technical issue. It wasn't charged right. You know, the wheels was off the one, axis. The one episode that I was talking about listening to when I was off was the one where yeah. he spends the first ten minutes apologising for the quality of the audio. <laughs> Yeah, thank God I listened uh, to that back because it was really, it was really a tough listen. <laughs> it was a tough listen. Very windy, very windy day. Uh, where were we? Thunderbolts? I don't Thunderbolts. know. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, um, I mean, I've said everything I want to say about Thunderbolts. I, so. I, I, the only thing I think that's still rele- a relevant thought of mine is that I think if they did, if if they'd have announced, oh, actually, I've got two relevant thoughts. One is, is I think if they'd have, if they'd announced this and there wasn't, you know, six months odd of of speculation that you know fairly un 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 uh, uncommented upon i sort of think we'd be more excited for it if it was a bit more of a you know if you compare it to guardians of galaxy which felt a bit more out the blue yeah and the casting whereas i think it's because we've been you know it's because the thunderbolts have been a a fairly prominent team with a really big cast over the years in the marvel comics for a, a long time and so so there's you've got a lot to pick from and a couple of different really interesting versions of what that comic even was uh, you know and, and 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 it's not even clear necessarily what which which part of that they might be drawing from for the movie but which is fine um so so we you know we just got we just maybe got too excited and and, and you know you do hear there is this there is this kind of I don't know whether it's the PR departments or it's a marketing thing or, but, you know, within, you know, within companies that are trying to get people excited for things, I think there is good, it is good practice to kind of, if you see a rumor that's getting a bit out of hand and getting people getting too excited about it and and you have no plans on actually doing that, you, it sort of behooves you to tamp that down if you can, because, because again, you, you know, the fandoms these days, they they can just get a bit carried away. And actually, you need to get in earlier and say, hey, listen, you should still be excited about this, but it's not going to be the thing that you are really excited about. Yeah, we're not, doing, we're not doing that Dark Avengers idea yeah. that was really good and would have made exactly. so much sense. Yeah, we're exactly. doing a, a stealth Black Widow sequel. The so one, thing, the, yes. one, the one thing, thing I'll say... For. 
<laughs> the one thing I'll say that I am glad about is that this is a movie, not a TV show. Because at least that gives yeah, us yeah. some indication that it's going to be big and it's going to be tightly written, probably. Sure. You know, not have all you of Marvel's movies have been, I was say, <laughs> Not all of Marvel's movies have been that. But for this specifically, I'm I'm glad that it's going to be in film. I think my second point was going to be that I think I wouldn't be surprised if this movie and this team plays a a kind of a Guardians esque role in the 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 Avengers double header. You know, who knows what those movies are going to be quite, but you know that this will be the kind of the it's it's they're not the Avengers and they're the kind of goofballs or the fuck ups or whatever. You know, they're the misfit team uh, because I think I think it's, well, it's probably be unlike- heroes, right? Anti-heroes. Anti-heroes. Yeah. I think it's unlike. I think it's unlikely that. Well, I think it's probably unlikely that the Guardians are a team and are involved in the Avengers. You know, in the Avengers movies, and that's probably that's probably going to be done at least for a bit after Guardians Three, I guess. And so, you know, you're missing that. I think you're missing that second, that sort of second team of of uh, you know characters that feel different to. Uh, different to um the avengers so perhaps perhaps that's what these guys will inhabit but but yeah i agree with you james the point you made that you know when you look at the lineup i was sort of looking at the poster thing because it's not it's sort of not a poster it's like a mock-up of the characters right uh you know and basically you're looking at two you know hooded female ninjas three captain americas Florence Pugh and 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 uh, and uh, Julie Louis Dreyfus and it's like okay okay yeah, yeah a bit of redundancy yeah yeah but then you know, there's there's still a chance that we might get, for example, Abomination or Zemo. I don't. I I, or... I think Z- Zemo. Yes, Abomination. I think we were. I think we have been fooled by the timing of uh, that, and, and, and uh, there was probably just a contractual thing of, or a, or like a a Disney like line wide thing of we need to tease every project at least somewhere. So yeah. let's put a little teaser for Abomination into Shang Chi. There you go. <laughs> we, we've, we got carried away to be honest uh not having abomination in this project uh not a terrible thing <laughs> yeah it doesn't it doesn't feel like he's missing from that lineup that's for sure um speaking of bringing back villains from the distant past of the mcu captain america 4 has been uh padded out a bit with tim blake nelson returning as samuel stearns aka the leader Oh, sorry. In the, I forgot. I did forget to say in the list of you know, uh, and um, actors coming back uh, to their characters that would generate huge emotion. <laughs> I, I forgot, of course, Tim Blake Nelson as leader. Fuck. Okay, yeah. So that's that. But now they've done that. So again, they've they've really they've really played their hand there. Shit. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to be a Marvel shill, but I'm just, <laughs> I will say, Tim Blake Nelson. One of the better things about that movie, and. Um, there is uh, it is one of those little nerdy joys for me that I think the mm-hmm. MCU can provide of going do you remember that character who 15 years ago mm-hmm. we teased was going to be coming back as this comic book villain well b- because the landscape of comic book movies has changed we can now actually do that I guess um, and, and then on the face of it what it means is Tim Blake Nelson is showing up in a Captain America movie and good. Like he's one of the, <laughs> one of the, uh, 
you know, probably better like character actors, supporting actors that you could bring into a movie like that. Um, and he comes preloaded as, yeah, we we did a tease for that fifteen years ago. Yeah, I mean, I think if they announced, if they announced, let's say you ne- you didn't, you never had him in 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 the Incredible Hulk. If they announced, and they didn't say the character, but they said Tim Blake Nelson is going to be playing the villain in. Kept in the in New World in New World Order. I think you sort of go like, oh yeah, cool. You know, great actor. You know, sort of. I'm not sure we've. I'm not sure he's taken a that kind of role before. Like you know, sort of big baddie in a in a big movie. But but he's you know he's you could see you absolutely you could see that and that's quite exciting. And as you say, the fact that he's also it it is just gonna it's gonna continue. You know, that the thread from that movie. It's yeah. I mean, I, and, and they haven't necessarily said he is the villain, but. If that is what it is, that's that's great. That could be really great. You know, that character who's a good villain in the comics, that actor who's a great actor. Um, yeah, I, don't think he'll, I don't think he'd be the villain, do you? It's hard to say. I think I think he will be part of the New World Order. Will he be the head of the New World Order? Don't know. But I think he's going to be fairly prominent. I don't think I mean, it's going to be, um, you know, uh, what a Baron von Strucker, you know, one scene and then out type cameo or like a carl urban you know I, I i do i definitely think he could be the bad guy um because also that i always he's the thinker or he's the leader james fuck the leader, the leader, the leader, yeah. leader right like you know clues in the name he, he's sort of that's sort of one of his <laughs> he leads the leads. groups right um and it's tim Blake nelson and yeah i don't know yeah as i say this though i've got and and joe you know i know you haven't listened but i've got a theory that he is well this is before the casting i had a theory that he was going to show up in she elk um and yeah I, well i don't even know now whether i convinced myself i was pretty convinced on the last patreon episode we did james you know just a few days ago I don't, am i more or less convinced after that little chat i just had to myself i'm not sure but i still pretty i'm still i'm, I'm i think i'm confident he will show up and she help yeah that's another okay. proper shot i'm taking fuck it and just just because i think it should be on the record um tim blake nelson was very good in another superhero related property but we shan't name it um and uh we'll, we'll move on there what is it <laughs> yeah well it's the, it's the one we don't talk about watchmen don't don't say its name james you what, give it power. watch guys watch guys yeah. <laughs> watchmen? The, the show or the movie yeah he's the mirror the mirror mask guy in the show yeah in the show oh god yeah he's really good oh yeah. that's how good uh, the program Watch Watchmen is. And the character um, gets like a whole like flashback reveal episode. He's really, he's, he's really fucking good in that show. <laughs> also, he's he's great in Kimmy Schmidt too. He's in Timmy, a, He's in Kimmy Schmidt. He, he's Kimmy's dad, stepdad. Oh, range, please. Uh, yeah. please. I, the cop so dumb he cannot fire his own gun, which frankly improves the police. Quite substantial. <laughs> uh, um, oh, hashtag. <laughs> uh, you know, Captain America Four is going to be a political movie, so it's you know we should. All cops are Blake Nelson. <laughs> ACABN. <laughs> um, just quickly as well, also announced for that movie, Danny Ramirez playing uh, Joaquin Torres, the second Falcon, um, who was who was perfectly like enjoyable. In the first episode of that series, uh, yeah, before, from the show, before, 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 before he didn't turn up ever again, yeah, right, until the last last episode, yeah. Interesting, yeah, yeah. And sure, and, and, and Carl, Carl Lumley, right? Had he, had he Carl already Lumley, been announced? Isaiah, Isaiah, Bra- Isaiah Bradley. No, this was news to me. I don't think it had been announced prior. 
to yeah. D23. That's good. I, 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 I am, and so you would, you would assume as well. What's his, what's his grandson called? Uh, Patriots. Yeah. Yeah. But what's um, it? What's it? I, I can't remember the kid's name. But uh, I can't remember the kid's name either. He was in the TV show, and you'd have to imagine if you bring him back, Isaiah, you bring back young Bradley, and yeah, yeah, and set that character up a bit more as well. I don't know. I like. But uh, the, TV, the, TV, the TV show was obviously so disappointing, wasn't it? Like it was, it it was bad. It was poorly written. It was inconsistently written. But the the, the 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 there were points in the show where it would momentarily address the the kind of the the, the racial power dynamics that it wanted to discuss within a within a superhero context, where you were like, oh yeah, pull at that thread a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, well, this is sort I, of what I, I think is yeah, the, that, you know bringing that character back, bringing that actor back, suggests that they're going to do that story maybe a little with a little bit more justice. Yeah, and, and, I, like and that, I think, that well, was one of the better scenes of of the TV show when they go and meet Isaiah Bradley. Like, you know, it sort of unravels later on when they don't really know where to take the the plot line. And and, and I also I feel like I can't really let my disappointment in the TV show count again against this movie that it <laughs> it it almost felt like part of the frustration with the tv show was that they were doing the black captain america on disney plus yeah and so i really do think that this movie needs to happen um <laughs> and uh yeah I, I i hope it's good and um and hopefully now sebastian stan is tied up elsewhere and i think he's gonna be in this movie just but, um, a little bit. I did. I did read because the casting you didn't mention was um, I can't remember the name of the actress, but they, but Sabra, you know, she was also announced as as part of the cast. Yep. Um, who and I just feel like I read some, you know, sort of interesting. You know, there was a bit. There was pushback to that, to that casting and that character entering the MCU, especially in a film. You know, in a film called Captain America: New World Order. I just, I thought that was interesting and, and yeah, and probably. Probably the MCU, you know, I, I, I'm certain that the movie won't won't actually, well, definitely won't delve into that, you know, that actual real world politics. But no, but uh, it was interesting, you know. There, that was a that was a new type of controversy from a from a MCU kind of casting announcement that I, I hadn't seen before. Yeah, um, and I, I guess what to, to, to very briefly explain that. So she, she's an Israeli superhero. Mm-hmm. And her name, whilst I believe that that name <laughs> predates pre- yeah. predates the the uh, <laughs> massacre of the same name. Yes, the massacre of the same name. It, it it's uh, yeah, it's a controversial character, and having uh, an an Israeli superhero in a movie will will you know automatically open a can of worms that. I don't really feel equipped to discuss. And also I I kind of feel like just announcing that you're having a character based on that character from the comics doesn't, doesn't really say what you're going to be doing with that character or, or how you're going to be using them to comment on stuff. So yeah, it's one of those that I I feel like we should, we should sit back and wait until the, uh, until the thing actually comes around because you know there was lots of 
there was a lot of very early online backlash to some of the Ms. Marvel casting. And then when that show came around, I think that people felt like it was broadly a triumph in terms of representation. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's, you know, let's let's wait and see what they do with an Israeli superhero rather than just going, this is, this is automatically bad. Yeah. Although um, there is one point about the character that I think is worth mentioning still, and that's that in in the comic, she's a mutant. Oh. Not, not a very interesting mutant. She's just, <laughs> you know, she's got generic superpowers, you know, like all Marvel characters, she is strong and fast. But interesting to me that they're they're introducing a character who is explicitly a mutant in the comics who could potentially be one in the films. Yeah. Who knows? It's not exactly a minor X-Men or anything. Maybe that's but, the know. New World Order. <laughs> But, cool. you know, the first time I encountered her was in X-Men comics, and so it's close. It's close. Captain, it's closer. Captain America 4, the one where Tim Blake Nelson comes back and creates the X-Men. Yep. I just read, guys, I, I just I was just reading, uh, I was trying to remember the name of the writer, Malcolm Spellman, and I was going to say, oh, but, you know, what makes me wonder about whether this is going to be good and, and do all these issues so that he he was also the guy who wrote the show. And Anyway, the, but anyway, I've just I've gone to the Wikipedia of that, and, and it references in the top paragraph, uh, Here's the line about Captain America: New World Order. It is the 35th film in the MCU. That's that just my mind boggles. That sort of sometimes <laughs> you forget, and then you read a statement like that, and wow, God, there's a lot of these. <laughs> wow, 35. Wow. Anyway, that's all. That was all. I went through my okay. letterbox list whilst I was on paternity leave because Letterbox have added a new feature where you can change the posters on movies. On premium? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a patron, James. Come on. Of course, of course. Uh, and uh, so I changed all of the posters on the on my MCU. Uh, it says 20, 29 movies in there at the moment. I changed it all to the, like, you know, the, the fun, like, arty ones that they have on the Blu-ray covers. Oh. Yeah, it's. Uh, and does, it, does that make you feel legit, Joe? So, it's a lot more satisfying now. All the way from the Avengers at the top. To no, I want Thor: I want, Thunder down at twenty nine. I want those fucking. I want those bullshit Photoshop jobs that they shit out with ninety actors on because they're like, oh, maybe someone will go. Oh, that's the one with that guy in. I go see that. Listen, what's fantastic? Those are, the, those are the true posters. What's fantastic about this new feature is that you can click into it and view all of the different posters that they've got, <laughs> that they've got saved. So, like, you do get all of these cool, like, little variants, and also some of these fucking inane character <laughs> character posters. Um, and and also, obviously, for all of the um, Spider Man MCU movies all of those horrendous Photoshop jobs that they did. Uh, so, yeah, um, really entertaining. I, I think uh, I used to have a running bit about character posters on my um, on my Twitter feed. I think I might have to create some fun lists of character posters on there because, boy, there are some bad ones. I just want to check with all the letterboxed uh, shenanigans. The, 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 the nappy's getting changed on the new baby, right? Like, that's you sort of... You know, <laughs> This was probably done whilst that baby was sleeping on me. It's like, just just need need to do something to keep my brain awake. (laughs) Okay, um, next piece of news. We had two trailers. We'll start with the Secret Invasion trailer. (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. I was going to say, Joe, you watched it most recently. How did you feel? But I think that pretty much, <laughs> pretty much tells us. Uh, <laughs> you could have told me, right, after watching this trailer, that they hadn't actually started production on Secret Invasion yet. <laughs> because literally, this trailer, right, I've got, I'm, I'm going to play it on my laptop now. We've got ominous, ominous shot of some <laughs> mountains, a car driving past a field. Uh, some men sat in a room looking at a screen, still really no one talking. Oh, a city! That's on for three seconds. Some scrolls walking out the ocean, cut very quickly to the Marvel Studios logo before we can see them. A black sky, a spaceship. Um, We've got uh, shots of Talos that look like they're from the Spider-Man movie. We've got a shop, uh, we've got the shots of the the post-credit sequence from WandaVision. We've got shots of the post-credit sequence (laughs) when, uh, I can't remember which fucking movie it was now, maybe that was Spider-Man as well, of of Nick Fury waking up in space. Like, the vast majority, we've got like a, a scroll transforming into a random actress who we don't know who that is. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick Fury doesn't talk in the trailer. And then like very, very briefly, there's a shot of, I think, uh, Kingsley Benadir. And that's it. <laughs> it's like, whoa. Uh, it... Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You 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 have a cast, right? You, <laughs> what what was this announcing at D twenty three? It's it's a bad it's it's a bad trailer. <laughs> was then I'm pretty sure I saw Olivia Coleman in something. Did you maybe maybe she is in it? I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, she in it briefly. She in it very briefly. It's, yeah, yeah. It, it, there is there is really not much to this trailer. Make I'm sure like, he's got a beard now, right? I'm not watching the wrong one, am I? <laughs> <laughs> there could be one of them. I don't know. I think I think you might have watched a fan one, you know. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, I think no. I don't. I, don't, I think Jay. I, I, I know. I, I remember. I mean, I watched a couple weeks ago, right? But it's a trailer. Joe did watch the trailer. Does Does, Nick, think... does Nick Fury talk in the trailer? <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, what you what you need to look for is Marvel <laughs> Studios Secret Invasion official trailer because he talks he's got a beard and he's talking to Maria Hill. 
Oh, I didn't watch it then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, you go away for two months and you come back and you don't know how to use fucking Google. Funny. You... I did watch Wait, this in the three minutes before the podcast while we were waiting for Reese. <laughs> All right, yeah. well, can you tell me what's in the trailer then? Because <laughs> okay. I just described it to you and you guys were like, yeah, sounds legit. Well, no, I was waiting for you to get to like, and then Martin Freeman turns uh, up and then Olivia Coleman's in it. All right, okay, so they're all in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all, all the lads are in it. But so, in fact, fund- they, the, trailer, the trailer I watched was probably from before they started production. <laughs> yeah, that would make sense. However, oh, amazing. fundamentally, the, the substance of what you've said has not changed, which is that it's a bunch of very generic images, and oh. it has a sort of conspiracy vibe to it. But, there, you know, there's not a lot of meat there. You just, you get the basic premise, which is that the scrolls are secretly invading Earth, and Nick Fury has been, you know preparing for it and now it's happened why are the scrolls gonna... invading earth because in in the in the captain marvel movie they're good guys we liked the scrolls yeah and, we, and the kree seemed like the wrong ones are the kree in this or is this just a secret invasion just a scroll thing there's no suggestion that the kree are in it i think in so in the comics the reason the scrolls invaded earth in secret invasion is because their homeworld was destroyed a long time ago by galactus and they were basically refugees and they went, well, Earth is, you know, ripe for the taking. Let's have that one. And I get the sense that, you know, in the in the Captain Marvel movie, the Skrulls were occupying similar territory in that they were people who had been sort of on the run displaced, from the Kree. Displaced, yeah. Displaced, yeah. And so you can imagine... But that group of scrolls we liked, and probably there's going to be some scrolls turning up. Yeah, Tal- you know, Talos was one of the good ones, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I imagine there will be other factions who are looking for a home world and think that Earth is the one to go for. I think you... I think... Well, so, okay. I'm, I'm just sorry. I just, I've just found the trailer again now to sort of... <laughs> um. I think it. I think it looks cool. I think it's got a. It's got a visual st- language to it, Joe. Uh, if you watched it, uh, that, no, that actually, no, I haven't watched it. <laughs> I think it's got a visual clear. style that feel that does feel different to to MCU general. Um, I remember. I remember feeling that when I first watched a couple weeks ago. Um, but I think you know broadly, you've got. I think you've got a problem. You've got a, a, a thing to be excited about this and a problem. And the thing to be that I'll do the problem first. The problem is that. The basic premise of the of the miniseries that it's adapted, that, you know, that it's based on, however, however strongly we'll see, but you know, the idea of oh, it'll oh it, oh, it, oh oh such a thrill to have you know lo- sort of long existing characters in the MC in the Marvel comic slash MCU that have been scrolls the whole time. That was that was that was the hook of the comic, and it was it was a, it was fun in the lead up as marketing, and it was fun for like the first two issues where it was like, oh, fucking Spider Woman's been a scroll the whole time. That was those were fun reveals, and now to my memory, the comic never really you know didn't really sort of follow through on that on that fun start. But that was that was the idea, and that was it's a good idea, and I kind of think with this, you you just probably not you're just not going to have that because they're not going to they're not going to a burn you know, burn sort of proper, quote unquote, proper characters and say they were scrolls the whole time. I just don't think that's going to happen. And, and you know, even if they did do that, the, we know the cast list of the show and, you know, a lot of them are new actors <laughs> and a scroll who we know is a scroll already. You know, so so you have, I think you have that as a, 
you're taking a tool away from what is a what is a good idea there. So that's that's the con. I think the I think the pro is this is the first MCU thing that is actually going to star Samuel L. Jackson, who is a, a wonderful, act, you know, a, a really excellent, compelling actor who's been in this shit for a long time. And, and th- that should just be exciting. I think that is exciting that he's, he's going to lead this and it's, let's see what that is. You know, it's true that Samuel L. Jackson has a lot of charisma in pretty much everything he's, he does. So even if this is one of the sort of weaker Marvel TV shows, you kind of think, well, at least he's going to be fun in it. And the cast, you know, the cast is really. I'm just sort of again. I'm and Olivia Coleman's going to be in it, yeah. Good. So, Amelia Clark, che- well, Cheezoid well, herself is going to be in it. Cheezoid, exactly. She, I mean, Olivia Coleman is a is is. I would argue one of like the absolute most talented a- actors working right now. Actually, you know, the the work is there, the Oscar nominations are there. She is at the absolute top, a top tier, and yeah. and almost the fact that she's even doing this. There's got to be, there's got to be something there. She doesn't need. I don't think she needs to do this. She is, you know, she's got to be one of the most in demand actresses. It could just be a very nice payday that affords. going to say affords her the scope to do the the movies that she wants to be able to do. But you could also see her. Well, it can be, but you know, it can be, it can be both things. It can can be, it can be both. Yeah, and and her being good in it, and also like you know that there's a scene in the trailer that I just was flicking through where you know Coleman never heard of it. Coleman is in a room, sort of interrogating a, a bedraggled uh, Samuel Jackson. If, if this is the ja- Sam Jackson versus Olivia Coleman show for six episodes with with a, with an interesting visual style, that again, Joe, you have to trust me on this one. <laughs> like, cool, cool, fine, and maybe we do, maybe we don't get the fun revealy stuff that the comic had. You know, fine, sure, but yeah, I don't know. I'm uh, maybe that's I'm happy with that as as I'm excited enough. From, from what we know of it, how, and, how about as a fun reveal, Martin Freeman is in it. Yeah, yeah. You looking well, forward he, to him? What? Looking forward to him? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> oh. I reckon he's a scroll. You know. I think that's a pretty good shout, actually. Yeah. yeah, I would. I would be looking down the list of characters that we already know, who you know are not new characters, and be going, "Yeah, they're scrolls." <laughs> <laughs> I think probably. You're probably looking at there'll be a, a um, I'm not going to call it a big reveal, but I bet you in the first episode, at least one known MCU character who is revealed to be a Skrull, and that will be a sort of a shock. I think I think they probably they're not they're not going to do that multiple times, but you know we might get a Spider Woman esque kind of kind of character reveal. I could see that happening. Well, we'd said we we'd said Sharon Carter, hadn't we? Since since that show, so but that well, if, but if that's the one, that would be boring. You know, that would be. I think it, uh, you know a superhero, right? Like a sort of. I, I'm, I'm trying to think now off the top of my head, but so it's a Disney Plus show, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. worryingly, War Machine is in this too. So <laughs> you can see it. No, because he's no because Armor Wars. They you know they have. Yeah, no, so it could be it could be a fake out. Hmm. And also, like, hey, like, Armor Wars has come in, but no, then he's an alien. I, do you, is the is the reveal going to be oh they've been a scroll the whole time or at some point they were replaced with a scroll? I and, think it's going to be the latter. And, it's going to yeah, be and we and so we can return everyone back to their to their place where we need that, them to be. That's why I think I think Martin Freeman is going to be in this in this series, and then maybe two thirds of the way through, he's going to turn out to be a scroll, and the real Martin Freeman is in a you know pod somewhere. And they rescue him, and then he's in Black Panther 2. Job done. 
Yeah, and you could, and you know, here's a here's a here's a little pitch. You could, you know, and so the the Armor Wars um, comic is about is about uh, Tony Stark kind of dealing with people who have taken his the tech in the wrong direction. You know, what if? <laughs> yeah, what if what if Don what if um, Rhodey has been a Skrull for a few years post Iron Man and actually has and the Skrull version of him has done bad shit with the Iron Man tech. And then that gets revealed, or, or you know, him as a scroll gets revealed in this show. And then actually, what Armor Wars is about is the real roadie undoing yeah, something. Yeah, I don't know. There you go. There's a pitch. Could be. I just I don't think Cheetah would ever do that. I don't think he would betray betray the fans. <laughs> <laughs> it's just my gut feeling. That's fine. He's exactly the kind of actor that he, you know. He's he's so he's really beloved, and he's he's so. He is. Warm. You're right. He's, he is beloved. Yeah. He's kind of a good. He'd kind of be a good guy to be like. Oh no, he's actually an evil fucking alien that wants to kill humans. That 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 would that would that would play. It would, it would upset audiences. You're right. Whereas if you were like, oh Sharon Carter, audiences. Sharon Carter is a scroll. Uh, okay. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> no, hey, remember that? Remember that undercover spy human? <laughs> oh, well, it turns out she, she actually she's been replaced by an undercover alien ninja. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> Fine. No, you know, I like I like your theory that Armor Wars is going to be about the original Rhodey clearing up a scroll's mess. Okay, I like I've it. just got I've got theories coming out of the wazoo this record. I don't know. <laughs> one of them's got to be right, you know. <laughs> one of them's got to be right, like a stopped clock, broken clock. Yeah. So two. So I have two. There'll be yeah, two. Yeah, two of them are going to be correct. <laughs> okay, um, Joe, did you watch the correct Werewolf by Night trailer? <laughs> yeah, I'm fa- I'm fairly sure I did. Right, so. Um... This one, gorgeous colours, first of all. <laughs> Dazzling. Um, <laughs> uh, a lot a lot lighter in tone than I thought it was going to be. Uh, I didn't know Rob Zombie was directing it. Um, <laughs> weirdly looks Wait. like a sitcom. Um, I don't know. We'll see, we'll see how it turns out. Now give us the real one. <laughs> Uh, that was the monsters I was alluding to. <laughs> um, this looks like silly fun. Uh, this looks like the kind of thing um, that they would like show in one of those theme restaurants at Disneyland. Um, you know, like that's this like throwback to like oh the blob, the attack of the you know like uh, those old school. 50s monster B movies. Um and now what what I thought was very curious from the trailer was is it actually going to look like that or is it going to look like it it has that real digital sheen. Um I I and I like and and it's going to and it's going to have enough CGI in there that I, I don't know. It it, it 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 looks interesting. Whether it will be good is another matter. Uh, but fun cast. Um, I can't remember. I, I, I can never remember the actress's name, but the one who's delivering most of the dialogue in the trailer. Laura Donnelly, um, is it? Yeah, d- yeah. Who? She was in. Um, she was in Frasier. Uh, <laughs> she she Frasier's, <laughs> oh, her. She's yeah, Frasier's yeah. agent. She's in. I, I mean, she's just uh, like fantastic character actress who you know will you know one of those classic 27 percenters that you'll sh- will just show up and you'll be like oh well i'm, I'm glad they're here to guide me f- through the next couple of scenes 
Um, or in Licorice Pizza's in Licorice Pizza's case. That's, yes, that's the that's the, I was I was reaching for what was the movie I watched her in previous in like that's, in the last couple of weeks, and and that was the one. Um, in a film that, in an excellent, in my opinion, an, an excellent, wonderful, great fun film, which I've seen like three times already. But that is, which is full of amazing scenes and, and quirky kind of performances in one-off scenes, like Bradley Cooper as um, John Peters. But like that, and yet that's the scene that pops the absolute most, and she is incredible in it. Uh, yeah, so I agree. I, 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 as you said, as you said, she was in Fraser. Of uh, Fraser, oh, of course she's in Fraser. But yes, that's. When I watched this trailer, I remembered her from Licorice Pizza and got and got more excited, you know, five percent more excited about this just because I'd forgotten she was ever in it. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it looks fun, doesn't it? Uh, it might. I, I mean, it could be shit. It's, it's entirely possible. <laughs> um, and you know, we, you know, directed by Michael Cheeky, you know, um, <laughs> which still feels odd, uh, but. I, I, I'd, yeah, I, I think I'd rather take see them taking swings like this. Um, yeah, it does. It does feel genuinely different to anything they've done before, in a, in a way that is sort of exciting. Like when when they announce more Taika Waititi Thor, you're like, okay, well, we've done that. We know how that's going to be. Well, not even that. I think like the the thing that is the most is that is the you know, most straightforward comparison is the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, which I kind of feel like I know what I'm going to see already, which is, <laughs> yeah, that's true. A, a, you know, a James Gunn parody of the Star Wars holiday special. Yeah. And yes, yes. this, uh, th- this, I think, of the, on, on paper of the two, this feels like the more interesting. Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, and, and also if it's, if it's just a one-off for Halloween, then great. If it's bad, I don't have to... You don't have to podcast about it. I don't have to worry about about podcasting about it for the next two months. Yeah. (laughs) This is is arguably exactly the sort of stuff that I I think before we, you know, started watching the Disney Plus shows, the kind of stuff that excited us about the Disney Plus show, the Disney Plus Marvel shows, which is, oh, this is, there'll be a a little bit less eyeballs on this, a little bit, you know, fewer column inches, column inches that they'll be able to experiment a bit more on this, you know. Because uh, it's you know you have to sort of sell a, a ticket to each thing because people are you know buying the whole package, um, and this maybe this is going to be that. And I don't know that if people watch it or don't that it will lead to more or less of that. Who knows? But it could be it could be just weird and 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 a bit and you know far away from the MCU average, which I, which even though well I was going to say some of the MCUs are like more than others. No, I liked Ms. Marvel and the others have been mostly crap. <laughs> but they have also been is pretty you know pretty on the on the brand and 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 the and the and the tone and the visual style like they it's more of the same you know for again i was gonna say for good or ill for ill and one division i want division but yeah you're right actually is that the the ones that have worked best on tv have been the ones that haven't just tried to be a marvel film on a tv budget yeah the the, the two the two there are two of them <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but you know, Loki tried to be a bit different. Was I was going to say Loki when it tried to be different. Loki was good. I think She Hulk has some things going for it at times, like the you know, not to not to rake over those calls again, but and then a lot and of it is and let's not forget about Stephen. Oh, I miss, um, sure. miss Stephen Blimey Governor. Sure, just to, and just to hit again the Michael Giacchino of, of it all of this project, you know, I think. 
you know, you know, write writers into directors or producers into directors or actors, or actors into directors and shepherds shepherds of pro- projects. That's all we kind of that's all we kind of know how that goes. Uh, but I just can't think of. I just can't really think of a of a you know John Williams never fucking moved into directing. It's just interest. I just don't even know what to expect from Michael Giacchino, who, who again is not like a he isn't the equivalent of a Jake of Jake Schreier but doing music. Like he is one of the most in demand sort of highest profile guys <laughs> in the game, right? And, and to move into directing, and it's this project. I just find it so. I just find it interesting. And you know, we we reference the blank check punch, uh, podcast probably too much on this podcast. But, <laughs> The idea that he's the idea that he's like okay, I'm going to move into directing. I'm going to cash in my kind of you know scoring check to make a thing, and it's this. It's just uh, yeah, I just don't know what it could be. And you know, do we is he doing the score of this? I don't know. You you know, you watch the trailer and actually you kind of realize that oh maybe this yeah you know, the Hammer is, Horrors and and fifty he, 50s, he is doing the score yeah. And like kind of score, you know, obviously score plays such a such a big role in lots of lots of genres and et cetera, et cetera. But but you know, horror movies and fifties horrors, which this is definitely, you know, this is obviously kind of taken inspiration from. The score is such is such a you know a character in the in the thing, and <laughs> you could you could totally see that Michael Giacchino is a guy who got into uh, into scoring stuff because you know because he was a you know he, he one of the things he loved was. Oh, it was old horror movies, and 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 that, that he will then sort of, f- you know, fuel all of that into into this, which he's directing as well. I, I don't know; it could, it could be interesting, or, or it's, it is interesting, just what this is going to be from a directorial standpoint. Based I do, on his- I do want to just dredge up the small fact that this isn't the first thing he's directed. Um, he directed a short film called Monster Challenge, and oh. he also directed a short trek. If you remember those. No, I, I absolutely. <laughs> Star Trek Discovery spin-offs, um, short, you know, three, four-minute things. Okay, okay. Uh, so if you want to go check that out, he directed the episode Ephraim and Dot, which I believe is on Netflix in the UK at least. But with the first, the short film, say the name of it again. Say the title. Ephraim and Dot. Oh no, the, not not the Star Trek bullshit. The the, the short film. Oh, Monst- Monster Challenge. Yeah, so that you know, again, that's a, he's 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 clearly well. I think he's into this stuff, and so that could be that could be interesting what he makes from this with a budget. <laughs> I, I just to bring it back around to uh, MCU nerdy stuff. I, I it'd be interesting to see if they use this as a launching pad for any of you know uh, more supernatural side of the MCU. Um, so the, the 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 Wikipedia says that also appearing in this is well man thing, which I think we knew about, um, and members of the Time Variance Authority. I don't know if they were briefly mm. seen in the trailer or something. So the, I, I wonder. The man I wonder, thing. Yeah. I wonder whether there will be attempts to tie this into continuity in some way, and also it, Time Variance Authority. You know, what if all of the the nonsense multiverse stuff in Loki is the thing that is kind of like unleashed supernatural beings on the world you know i always i always liked the uh the matrix theory of like uh vampires and monsters being like relics of previous versions of the matrix that were left behind are you shitting me you liked that yes i love that idea i love that idea in in um in reloaded i think it's one of the i think it's one of the great ideas in reloaded where they're like (laughs) yeah all of all of the kind of like the weird shit in the world is left over from 
previous versions of the Matrix where we didn't quite yes. get the storytelling right. Software um, does not work that way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I, I would I would like that idea here if potentially, you know, uh, like the the creation of the multiverse or the cracks in the multiverse has let these like weird creatures out. Um, and that's, and that's where, you know, vampires and werewolves come from. And that's why we're going to start to get projects like Blade. It's important to note that the, the man thing is traditionally the guardian of the nexus of realities. There we go. So there's, there's probably going to be some multiverse stuff in there somehow. Have you just, have you got the Blade news in here, James? Which Blade news? I saw this. Yes, I saw this. I okay. saw this while we were recording. I, I'm guessing no. The director no. is quit. Oh, oh. Yeah. Joe, do you want to do the beeps noise? <laughs> beep, 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 beep. Well, yeah, it's, I just saw it. I think I was looking at like for some CBR bullshit, but uh, <laughs> yeah, so it looks like um, Basim Tarek, who directed Mogul Mowgli, has quit the project, and that came out like a few hours ago. Um, and then Jeff Snyder, who I'm sure we all have mixed uh. feelings. About. <laughs> yes, but... yeah, this this was the part of the story that I raised more of an eyebrow at. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm told, and this is just a tweet. He's just he's just tweeted this. Uh, I'm told Blade filming has been pushed to November as Marvel searches for a new director. Uh, and then uh, and then another tweet from him so and this is the last one i'm told that the current blade script is roughly 90 pages and features exactly two brackets lackluster action sequences mahershala said to be very frustrated Feige said to be spread too thin ah, interesting 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 that's all i uh so yeah um a shame that he's that he's moved away from this movie um it doesn't sound dissimilar to, you know, like kind of what happened on Ant-Man, for example, that a director... That's what I am immediately sprang to as well. Yeah, a, a, a director who uh, the movie didn't end up being quite what he wanted it to be, moved away from the project, had to find a different director later on. Um, and all all of the rest of the stuff that, that Jeff Snyder, who I believe is an unaffiliated now entertainment reporter... Maybe he's launching a new site. Great. Uh, who's been fired from just about every outlet he's ever worked for. Uh, there, there feels like an awful lot of stuff there that oh, Kevin Feige spread too thin. Like I, I, it, it feels like something you could have said following any piece of Marvel news for the past you know, five mm. years. <laughs> it just, it, that, that all feels kind of like, yeah, okay, I'm sure I'm sure it's got a script that they're not quite happy with. I'm sure there is a bit behind the scenes drama if the was left um but yeah i guess i guess as as far as marvel are concerned they're going to be making a blade movie it's got delroy lindo and mid miss i sedan in it they're probably still feeling confident sorry to derail with some breaking news although i actually looked at the tweet Eight, in that 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually only i genuinely just read it also so it's sort of <laughs> in like Making for me, making for Reese, and, yeah, right. and nowhere for James, who made the, who made the who made the the itinerary. <laughs> Listen, if if the entertainment websites aren't reporting it, we can't <coughs> blame for that. <coughs> um. Okay, are we all done with Werewolf by Night and Coffin? Are we done with Coffin? Yeah. Not until the COVID's gone. 
There's only one coffin we're done with, and that is the Queen's. Oh. <laughs> 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 okay, we have one, two, three, four, five. We've got six more things, but they're all small. What? Oh, they're, no, okay. they're small, they're small. Okay. Um let's, let's do them quickly. So Matt Shackman announces director for Fantastic Four. That was a new piece of information. Feelings? Thoughts? I I I I just want to I want to know the take and the cast. You know, Matt Shackman directs Fantastic Four. Oh, you know, he's he directed One Division, one of you know the the second best MCU show, and and still you know really well liked. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, we just don't know about enough about One Division yeah. is inordinately better than Miss Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> and leagues and leagues. <laughs> um, so yeah, so yeah, good show. Uh, good, yeah, and maybe you know, perhaps all of the fucking crap that's come after One Division it, it, <laughs> within yeah. the set. I guess you know, presumably you know, within the same system, maybe you know, maybe you, maybe Matt Shackman actually he, the you know his maybe credit he cracked something. Yeah, maybe he he yeah. He and, and I still, I still think he's probably. A good bet for the director of Secret Wars, actually. Okay, interesting. You know, because that, you know, yeah. the, you know, they announced they announced that is a announced... Fantastic Four story traditionally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, well, it's not just that, but they, uh, but you know, if you, if you just look at, and we, we've done this, we've done this merry 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 go round before, but you know, you look at actually the stable as it currently is, and people who haven't sort of you know who haven't left like the Russos, etc. You know that the stable isn't massive, and and it will be somebody who's made a feature, and uh, and it's not going to be you know it's not going to be Cretan now. I don't think they would have announced that he was doing both if he was going to do both. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. To me, it seems yeah. To me, it seems clear. And also, we talked about this before, but what FF ends the the previous phase, or it start it starts the phase that the Avengers movies are in. I think it starts the phase. Yeah. So you know, and and the and the the, the story is a is. You know, these both versions of it actually, you know, both the original, the sixties one, and the more modern one, are are sort of Reed Richards' story. So you could def- you could definitely see it. You could definitely see it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not. I need to. You know, we need to hear more about what it is and and the cast and the and the, the cast and the take. Uh, we have to hear because we we've we've had we've had boring Fantastic Four movies. So it's just <laughs> to announce that it's happening is not. I you know, I just don't think it's enough to be excited about it necessarily. Okay. So I actually think that this is one of the one of the bits of like a director announcing that Marvel have done that that makes just a huge amount of sense. So Shackman internally well liked because of WandaVision, uh, which you know I, I I think it was one of those shows that you know you 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 saw the craft in direction and writing and you know uh, and performances in front of the screen and um so you know it it makes sense that the you know the key creative people coming out of one division jack Schaefer and matt shackman have both been given other marvel projects to work on um it, it, you know in terms of someone to shepherd one of their their kind of like big event movies within the MCU because you know the way that this was announced, it was announced you know and the way it's been presented at the moment is alongside those two those two Avengers movies, uh, so it, fe- it feels like it's one of their big event movies and Shackman with his sitcom background feels the closest to the Russos that they've got 
on the on the current roster. And then also, you know, aside from his sitcom stuff, which and and, and a lot of his TV work. So obviously, it's always sunny in Philadelphia is his like his his big show. I think that he that probably is what he, he worked the most on, and uh, mm-hmm. and and you know develops his reputation on. He's also worked, you know, and, and I would imagine that all of that kind of like sitcom character character comedy kind of stuff will work really well or will be will be something that will translate well over to a fantastic four movie and then you look at well you know does it does he have anything in his credits to go he could work on a on a giant blockbuster movie well he directed three episodes of game of thrones at the point where game of thrones <laughs> was 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 demanding those giant budgets so he was he, d- he directed three episodes during season seven, uh, which I think penultimate season. Um, yeah, uh, so yeah, makes makes sense from that perspective as well. I think. Um, so yeah, I, I I I think he's a good choice. He makes he makes sense. He was going to be directing um, a blockbuster in Star Trek mm. before this, <laughs> which you know, unfortunately. Um, Fantastic Four is a movie that hasn't announced a cast yet. Star Trek was a movie that hadn't told its cast they were going to be in it yet. Um, and ha- has has fallen apart for those reasons. Uh, so, yeah. Stop, stop trying to make Star Trek Four happen. That's all I <laughs> I think I think Shackman is uh, a sensible choice for this. I agree it would make sense for him to do Secret Wars as well if the production, you know, that's they're released a year apart. So if, if it allows it, it might make sense. Um, and and yeah, I'm just I, I I'm just really curious now to see who they uh, who they announce as the cast for that movie. That's the bit. That's the big one, right? That's the one that everyone's waiting for. Is who yeah. are the fantastic? I, I think I think Reese is right when he says let's wait and see what the take is because that's it's gonna it's gonna change so much about how that movie looks and how the MCU conducts itself. And I get, w- w- wouldn't you love it that you know that 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 idea that well, it it was Seb's idea, wasn't it? That you go back and you do a you do a you do a fifties movie set in a different universe, and you you spit them out into our into our universe at the end of it, and you do like the classic like golden yeah. age or is it silver age origin? I don't know. It's silver confused. age, yeah. Yeah, but Joe, you know, so what? It starts in the fifties and it ends up in current day. You know what did that? <laughs> Wonder Vision. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were going to say Captain America. <laughs> no, no, no. for forties, but yeah, just about. Yeah, and and you you know you that all that fifty stuff. In the first couple of episodes, of WandaVision was, was pretty yeah. fucking immaculately done. It's pretty, you know, it's really amazingly done. Yeah. So uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna pick a guy, if you're gonna pick a guy, he's the guy. And right. as I said, it, with your key five members of the It's Always Sunny cast, if you wanted to, you've got your Fantastic Four and Doctor Doom right there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> think of a better piece of casting for Ben Grimm than Danny DeVito. I was literally, when you said he directed Always Sunny, that's an, exactly where my brain went. Right, no, so, okay, I don't know, but quickly go, so go go through go through it. Uh, so, <laughs> Glenn Howerton is Doctor Doom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, you've, you've, you, uh, Caitlin Olsen has to be I'm Sue Storm. Friend, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, Danny DeVito is. Uh, and then, so you make Rob, you make Rob McElhenney um, the Human Torch, because then funny, um, funny to have the the husband and wife as the brother and sister. I think. 
God. <laughs> which leaves oh, which which leaves Charlie Day as Reed Richards. <laughs> I mean, Charlie Day as Reed Richards. I can see it. You know, based on uh, Pacific Rim. Yeah, you know. do his Pacific Rim or his. Um, there's a there's a um, flowers for Algernon riff episode in. Um, it's always sunny <laughs> that you could <laughs> you could go down that direction. I think weirdly, like um, it works, uh, right? It works. It does. But also weirdly, like. Mystic Quest and uh, Welcome to Rex and Rob McElhenney would kind of be okay yes, for as Reed, Reed Richards. Richards yeah, he kind of would. And then obviously, I, th- I don't think Charlie Day as as uh, as Johnny Storm. That for me, that's the most. <laughs> that's the <laughs> Glenn Howerton would be a good Doctor Doom. He would be. God, he'd be like the first incel Doctor Doom. He'd be yes, <laughs> because of the implication. The idea that like that, sort of, and it would be like a, it's always sunny joke almost that he'd almost he'd he'd be talking about his his facial scarring that has driven him underground the whole movie, and then he'd take off his helmet and he'd have like <laughs> a pinport on yeah. his feet <laughs> with his coiffed hair. You can see, you can see it. That's you can a see gag it. in something, isn't it? I mean that that is the Doctor Doom thing is that he his face wasn't actually that scarred. Initially. Right. Okay. Yeah, I knew I'd heard that before. Yeah. That, it was. I think that was Kirby's original origin for him. Um, okay, so we've had we had my news, but Joe, this is your news. Oh. Vincent D'Onofrio is back for Daredevil: Born Again. Did we not know that already? <laughs> uh, we didn't know know it. He Great. was <laughs> he was in Hawkeye, and he was going to be in Echo, but he's also going to be in Daredevil: Born Again. Great. I mean, I'm, yeah, not, just... I'm not sure if they've announced Eldon Henson yet. Fine. Throw throw D'Onofrio into everything. It, it, he's he's great as that character. That's it. That like I think the way that they should use him now is use him significantly in Daredevil projects, and then you have him popping up as a as like a a boogeyman in all the all of the other stuff. So right. oh, oh, what if what if he's in like what if he's in Tim Blake Nelson's team in New World Order? That would be cool. That would be really cool. He's like in the baddie team, yeah. <laughs> like what they do at the end of the uh, the Hawkeye comic, where you've got like Kingpin and all of the other like uh, crime bosses, crime bosses, mass, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, could happen. Could happen. Not much to say about that, other than other than well, I think we like D'Onofrio. The only thing I'd say is that D'Onofrio, D'Onofrio, I think he's like he's he's here to play. He's like he's mm-hmm. sort of down to fucking clown in this shit. Yeah, you know? yeah he's yeah. been kind of pushing for it for years. A guy at, at that state in his career, and he and he you know he he booked that gig in the show. I, I just I sort of think if Feige wants to, and he's great, you know, he, and he's so, so terrific as it. And I think if Feige wants to build something around him, yeah, I mean, I think he'd be down for it. Definitely. It's but, it's kind of wild, right? That. Um... There's maybe not a character who has been as well cast in superhero movies as Kingpin, because be, between just, <laughs> between <laughs> sorry, what's a big line, mate? That, that is a big swing. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I mean, for like for like a character that's been used twice and probably doesn't have a a, a huge cultural cachet, both of the pieces of casting kind of nailed it. I guess. I mean. Uh, Superman. That's a tough. That's tough. To, I, we could. I don't know. We could. We could do this all day. I could do this all day. <laughs> that uh, I don't know. It's a. It's. I, I think. I think the problem. The problem you have with that is is that the Daredevil. You know that I know what you're saying. That Michael Clark Duncan is great in that movie and is very well cast. But 
I just think the sort of the the opinion of that film is is a bit of a meh, and so yeah, but well, so that, 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 Duncan that does... gets no material in that movie. Like, yeah, 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 the, yeah, the exactly. casting is great, and the casting and, is fine, but and um, yeah, and Colin Farrell's very good in that movie, but no one, no one will ever remember that. It's not is not Joker probably the the real answer to that? No, because you've had bad versions of it. <laughs> Jared Leto, yeah. yeah. That's the that's the one though. I mean, oh, there's, the uh, are... there's been another one recently that wasn't very good. <laughs> From what we saw, it could be redeemed, oh, okay. but it might it wasn't very good. Who, who, wait, who who are we talking about? Uh, you you mate you mate Barry. What Barry Keegan? Oh fuck! Yeah, oh, exactly. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Enough about no. Come on, we, um, we have a memorable experience for, for recently. Yeah. Your mate Barry. I'm sorry I didn't get it from your mate Barry. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay, let's let's move, let's on. move on from that because we've got <laughs> nothing. Um, yes. uh, another two more pieces of casting news. Uh, Kei Hoi Kwan in Loki Series 2. Oh, yeah, this is fun. Yeah, although it does feel a bit like someone saw everything everywhere all at once and went, yeah. oh, let, can we get him? Can we get him for our multiverse film? That will, yeah, that's, he'll, he'll that's, be the multiverse guy. That, that, but that, well, no, I don't... I, mm. I just think it's one of those where it's like someone's seen the hit indie, the hit indie <laughs> oh, movie. Oh, he's back that on the market, year. is he? You've got you've got someone who already has, you know, it's like, oh, it's you know, the way that a lot of people did with everything all, all at once to go, oh, it's short round. Yeah. And you can and you can stick him in Loki season two into a pre written character. He's he's got a very unique screen presence. Uh good, so good, good, good casting, film. right? Yeah. I, I just, I just, I think you know, he's the kind of person that, yes, probably should be rewarded with a nice little paycheck in a high-profile thing after giving a performance that everyone liked in a in a breakout indie hit. Great. And also, I don't know if you saw the photo of him and Harrison Ford from D twenty three. Yes. Hmm. I mean, that's the only thing I cared about. After Reece, don't like, let your oh, dislike perfect. of everything everywhere all at once. I wasn't going to color, yeah, color don't, your. Don't let your incorrect opinions <laughs> on fantastic movies. The problem, the problem is, it, it's looking like Michelle Yeoh. You know, the A twenty four is is absolutely going to push her for best actress. She'll get nominated. And oh uh, yeah, maybe I need to watch that. I just really I. I think maybe I was staying with you, Joe, at the time, and maybe I had a, had a had a bad lunch. I don't know. I just Gee. I just had a really bad experience. No, watching I did. I did. T- well, no, I was gonna. I was gonna. Oh yeah, go into weird TMI specifics. <laughs> I had to use what I had to use the bathroom inside the cinema. Uh, you know, to 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 to, to, to you know, sort of um, ablutions and at an ill time. But maybe I was. Maybe I was in that kind of state of mind. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't like my experience. Reese departed to the in cinema to for the in cinema yes. revolution ten minutes into the trailers, um, and the, and the movie started, and I was like, "Is he okay? Do I need to go look for him?" <laughs> I need. I needed some time. I needed some time for myself. Uh, and I did, and then I got it, and I came out, and then I had a. I had a pretty bad time watching the film. I yeah. don't know. I can't, I can't disconnect those two those two things that happened. I, I, I cause, just because I think we're having this debate now, um, and it and, <laughs> and it is a, it's a movie that is adjacent to the interest of this podcast, right? Um, sure. Yeah. It's uh, I, I I think it's a flawed movie. I, I think it has some stuff in it that doesn't work, um, but I also think it's good. You know, like it, it's good, silly fun, and. Um, also has some just like bravura, bravura elements within it. Um, 
I do want, I do understand the pushbacks. I think there are some people, you know, increasingly as people are catching up and going, that was the movie that everyone lost their shit about. And I, I, I do, I do get that because I, I, I do think it has its flaws. Um, I think there's one like really fundamental one in the plotting as well. Uh, but overall, it's a good time and it has some good performances in it. And, uh, it's, how, how do you say his name? Ki Kwe Kwan? Ke Hoi Kwan. Apologies. Uh, he he's charming in it, and uh, yeah, I'm glad that he's getting his kind of payday off the back of that. Um, also, James, I read that Eugene Cordero had been up to a series regular. Sure. Do you remember? Do you remember Eugene Cordero? He's that he's the guy whose face you will absolutely recognise from the series. He was in like the first couple of episodes as like one of the TBA. Dudes, I think he's the one that has all of the Infinity Gems in his uh, in his drawer. Yeah. Um, he is that he is the kind of performer that sh- that that should have been a series regular the first time around, and I'm glad that he is going to be in season two. Well, fingers crossed for season two of Loki. Uh, you know, my problems with the first one, notwithstanding, it, there were no problems with the cast, so. Given that there's a whole new creative team behind it, maybe maybe things will be better. Certainly, I'm not displeased to see any of these casting announcements. Put someone we don't like in one of these. <laughs> well, okay, I've got one more casting announcement that I'll Ooh. be interested to hear how you feel Ooh. about this. Um, okay. Anthony Ramos Absolute has been dickhead. announced. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Anthony Ramos has been announced as the Hood in Ironheart. Oh, that rules! Yeah, that's great. I, so it was so funny about I can't remember when. Twenty minutes ago, we were talking about something else. I was I totally was thinking, oh, I think we were, we were talking about like Bendis stuff, maybe like, but you know, sort of a Bendis comic. And I was like, oh, it was yeah, Secret Invasion, the Secret Invasion chat, and I did think, oh, the Hood. I swear that I swear they the Hood thing. They announced the Hood. Have we talked about it in the pod? Yeah. Have we not? I can't even remember. I didn't Google it. Here we are. Yes, yes, that. It's yes, that's that's cool. He's, I mean, he's great. I think he he he'd been rumored for some MCU stuff. Who's for... the hood? The hood is a small time crook who gets a demon enchanted cloak that gives him powers. Okay, and it's it's and he's very got two epic. guns. He's cool. He's got two guns. He's cool. Yeah. Um, I think the only, I guess the, my only comment on this, you know, great. I think a, a great a sort of. An insanely charismatic actor who just who just kind of put, comes out of the screen at you, and he I speaks think. in rhyme all the time. The the hood does, yeah. That's one of the, the famous character traits. Of <laughs> no, Anthony Ramos. Yeah, that's he does. He does. Yeah. Uh, my name is the hood. The hood. The hood. Um, he. Wow. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, he. I think the only the only thing is it's it's. It's a weird mo- It's a weird project for him to be the bad guy in. I guess it it's is. Whole- it's strange yeah. to put a magical villain in a show about technology, but you have to assume that's going to be the point in some way, right? No, because it's in my memory the the bet that you know because the, the I think James um, I'm not might not I might be wrong about this. Did Bendis create the character or just kind of t- kind of take him on from a from an older comic and really really um, push him up a bit? I think it was. I, the, I think it's. I have that's a true. vague memory that it might have been Brian K. Vaughan who did the original miniseries. Oh, sorry, that's right. Brian, yeah, it is Brian K. Vaughan, yeah. But yeah. Bendis certainly dragged him out of the doldrums and went, okay, but he was kind of, let's do more he of was that. an antagonist to the street level Bendis characters, right? To like the to the new Avengers at the time in the comics. 
Um, and so it's 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 not so much the magic bit for me that make, is confusing. It's the, he, he, you know, he just ne- has never really interacted with the kind of techie Iron Man-y bit of the MCU. But, but you know, also with, with, with Ironheart, you've also got the link to, you've got the Wakandan piece, which is, which I think is new versus the comic. So it could be that this, that this character is, you know, and obviously, cause you know, obviously Iron Man is not around anymore. So, you know, so this character, the character of Ironheart could, could be quite a different conception than, than what we have in the comics. And unlike, unlike other, you know, other, other MCU ad- ad- adaptations, Einar is a, is a pretty new character. There's just not that much Einar. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I don't know if that's a positive or a negative, but, but to both be, to both feel like a, a, a character that is, could be quite different to the comics version. And it's not as though the comics version is particularly kind of bedded in or has had a range of different stories about, about her. Um, I, yeah. Again, I don't know whether that's good or bad, but, and I don't know whether the hood kind of casting is makes sense in that or not. But all I know is that Angie Ramos is is great, and and I'd like, and I think it's it, it's going to be fun to see him play a villain. Actually, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm not sure he's done that. So yeah, I'm down. For I that. mean the the thing about um, the hood is that he I think he, as he was conceived, he was sort of supposed to be like an inverted Spider Man. So it's supposed to be like what what if this kid got you know superpowers that made him less responsible and and you know less um moral and that's why he's called parker robbins because it's a it's a nod to oh. peter parker but um you can you can sort of see anthony ramos playing that type of character like the kind of corrupted innocence yeah it's got a kind yeah. of baby face look to him and yeah exactly yeah you can yeah. see that can i shock so, you yeah. go on i don't i don't love anthony ramos as an actor he, really? He's Philip yeah. Hamilton. I, I think, yeah, I think he's, uh, like, I think he pops one of, he's, he's one of the least pop-worthy elements of the Hamilton cast. Like, I'd, I'd be like, he's behind almost everyone else in that main cast for me, in yeah. terms of, like, uh, on, on, on the soundtrack album and on the, on, on the film performance that I'm like, Oh, I want to see that dude in something else next. Like he's he's way down the list, um, and I I I really struggled with him in In the Heights, which is a movie I struggled with in general. And I kind of thought that all of the leads in that were I just kind of didn't have the charisma they needed to pull that kind of thing off. Um, and 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 I did kind of watch In the Heights going. I wonder if I'd be enjoying this more if it was Lin Manuel Miranda. Mm. Uh, he's it. He's in it. He sells the yeah the frozos. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I I don't know. I, I it's not that it's not like I think he's bad. I've just not been like really sold on him in my and and I I don't like him in A Star Is Born either. <laughs> so. Well, I- I got good news for you in the Heights hater about one of the stars of In the Heights, Leslie Grace, and her most recent. Yeah, project. I know. <laughs> Uh, it's yeah. been killed. Yeah, you got you got your wish, Joe. You got wow. your wish. Brutal, isn't it? Meanwhile, <laughs> Melissa Barrera is off there, like becoming the new, the new like central character in the Scream franchise. And she's maybe the worst oh. of all of them. <laughs> <laughs> and who are we forgetting? Um, what's his face from who was in Independence Day too? Right? What's his name? Corey uh, Hawkins. Yes, he's. What do you think about him? You hate him too, dear. I don't really understand that character in In the Heights. He's 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 educated and he's back and he loves the girl and he's 
He doesn't know what what to do. He's, I don't, he's yeah, doing I don't it for know. the hustle. He's doing it for he's the a hustle. Businessman. Yeah. Not a good movie, I thought. Well, yeah. Good movie. Good movie. I mean, that's two. That's two that we. You know, two versus one. Yeah. Joe, you are outvoted. <laughs> Democracy is real, even with our third unelected prime minister. Democracy <laughs> works. But the good news is, she's done. She's doing nothing wrong. Everything's good. Everything's fine. What's the pound worth now? Have we checked? Yeah, oh, it's no. probably best not to. Is this is it worth more than my socks? Is this currently? Good, I don't know. Good question: Is this good or bad for the Patreon? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> let's let's discuss it where we, where we can't convince anyone to to make any spending decisions. <laughs> Might be easier where we can just charge a flat rate across all currencies. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, it's funny, but wouldn't that be hilarious? Uh, like a Patreon post, it would be like uh, re uh, uh, UK government guilt yields, yeah. and then it's like paragraph <laughs> about what currency we'd like people to pay in. That's like end time yeah, shit. D- that is dear time. listeners, <laughs> please, please don't change to a more affordable Patreon <laughs> currency because. We are going to need to pay our mortgages, <laughs> of which the interest rate is about to be very, very high. <laughs> well, what I will say is Patreon has not adjusted its, its exchange rates, and we will continue to offer a good value uh, content and the other behind thing the I, paywall. I, I'll, I'll jump in and say, if our Patreon number gets up to 155k a year for each of us, then actually <laughs> we're actually pr- pretty quids in, yeah. so that's yeah. <laughs> Well... On is that, that, is I, that believe we have, I believe we've reached the conclusion of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go watch the Secret Invasion trailer as soon as, as, soon as we stop recording. That's good. Better late than never. That's what they say. Uh, I'm going to go watch, and this is for, for listeners, this is a long-running thread. I'm going to go watch Andor. Guys, Andor's good. It's good Star Wars. Andor what? Andor what, yeah. If Andor, pro, Andor program. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go watch Andor program and I'm going to enjoy it and okay. to the listener that doesn't like me talking about House of the Dragon I, sh- I shan't and that's <laughs> it, I won't, I'm not going to do it House of the Who? Dra- who of the Dragon what? Not going to happen I'm going to watch All About Eve I'm going oh. to I'm going to play Return of Monkey Island Oh, we've got you know. Listen, listeners. I should say this. It's eleven p.m. on a Wednesday. We've got pretty pretty full plans for the rest of the evening. <laughs> uh, so yeah, good for us. Well, I, have to, good for- I have to watch all of my movies in part. You know, just like just okay. I've got I've got half an hour here, and then okay, the next night. Oh, an hour. You know, there's so like I, I think I think I've got about thirty five minutes of all about Eve left to watch. So you're not watching all about Eve. You're watching partly about Eve. Yeah. <laughs> I think what I'm going to watch is still going to be all about Eve. Um, <laughs> and that's just how she likes it. That's what she wants you to think. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't normally do the sign off, so I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a shot in the dark and we'll see what comes out. Um, thanks for listening. We'll be back next month. In the meantime, you can contact us dollars. on. dollars. <laughs> You can contact us on Twitter at Cine underscore verse. I'm at James Hunt. Uh, Reese is at Reese and Joe is at Joe Cunningham 14. Uh, you can also subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash cinematic universe, where we are currently reviewing every episode of She-Hulk, although I'm off on holiday next week, so it's up to these two to figure that out. 
You're and f- it's currently two dollars a month and fifteen pounds a month. So that, that, that. <laughs> uh, uh, is that? I think that's all. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, Sounds good. Um, that's it. We'll be back next month. Goodbye, podcast. Bye, Bye podcast. podcast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.